and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. Hey there, guys. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of Dolly for Hero Clicks. We've got the three musketeers here today myself, Hunter Smith, Austin Smith, and Drew Alderson. We had a special guest on the way, but apparently he had to run over people in his car or something. I don't know, hit a pedestrian, killed three people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Phil was on the way, but he got rear ended. So, uh. So, uh... Um. <laughs> He's not going to be with us today, but we'll have him on hopefully in the future. <laughs> that was the Dial H for Hero Clicks band, everybody. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> How was your week, guys? It was a pretty eventful one for us. Oh, it was yeah, As far as clicks. I mean, yeah, it was I'll, a pretty good clicks week. Uh, happy Halloween to everybody out there uh, in uh, the podcast land. We haven't talked to you guys since ha- Halloween. Uh, today we're going to be discussing news. There's been a lot of uh, dials and figures spoiled this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Realms Open Championships. And as far as comics, we're going to be talking about Deadpool Marvel now. Now that I've gotten Drew and Austin to read and get caught up on both of them, we're going to talk about those dead press. First, we're going to move into some news. We had lots of uh, Superman and Legion of Superheroes spoilers. Uh, there was two specific ones that got complete dials and cards spoiled, and that is Demon. Both of them are generics. Uh, first one is Demonite. Uh, it is 50 points, and it's pretty good dial for 50 points. Oh, yeah. Charge and blades and toughness, and then a special damage power. It can use shape change. When D- Demonite makes a successful shape change roll, it may use a standard attack power possessed by the character who originally targeted Demonite until the end of your turn, even if that power is lost. So even though they're not hitting you, you still get to basically soak up a power that they had. And even if, let's say they had blades and they... Er, Let's see, he already has blades. What's something? Say they had Precision Strike, and they try to hit you, and you make your shape change. Even if they push off of Precision Strike, you still get to use it. So that's pretty useful. Um, He's got a short dial, though. It's only four clicks long. But uh, as far as generics go, it's not too bad. He's got a really cool-looking sculpt and uh, Demon Eye keyword, Monster, and Pass keyword. There's also Blight. Now, we were just looking this up because... I didn't know for sure if this was the character Blight who's in Batman Beyond. He's a, a supervillain. This figure is actually the race, a generic figure uh, of the race of the Blight. Uh, they have the Blight keyword. They have monster and robot. And these guys exist in the Superman Legion of Superheroes era, which takes place a thousand years in the future from now in the, in the 3000s. They have a trait. They can use mind control and phasing. When it uses my control, modify its attack value by plus one for each adjacent friendly character with the blight keyword. And he already has a ten. Yep. With six range. So now these guys are only sixty-five points and they're wild cards and they have Indom. Uh ten attack with incap and shape change and toughness. These guys are really good. Yeah, yeah. they're probably they're very good. And they have some of the best uh yeah, robot and monster. I mean, come on, those are two of the best generic keywords, like last three clicks they get steel energy and uh Regen on the last two clicks, so that that accompanied with wild card, they're going to be pretty useful. I'm definitely going to yep, try them a few times. Are. There was a entire on a HeroClicks.com, uh, WizKids kind of did a whole display page showing you the the outlook of what the boosters are going to look like for this set. Uh, they spoiled a bunch of pieces. 
or not actual cards, just sculpts. There's Persuader, Hellspont, um, the whole like Ultra Boy and uh, like the main guys, the main Superman Legion of Superheroes squad. Um, some of the sculpts look really cool. Yeah. yeah then they really also showed Toy Man and his toys. He's got a little uh, clapping monkey. Uh, with the symbols and kind of like on Toy Story three, like that ver- that version of the monkey toy, uh, a plane and a car. It doesn't I mean I'm interested to see what they each do like whenever you attach them, you yeah. know. And uh, hopefully they each give you kind of different powers. That the plane gives you hypersonic. <laughs> Race car gives hypersonic. I wish we had Phil with us today so he could tell us who all these guys are because none of us. Know. I, know, I mean, uh, I know some I of just know a couple, but down I don't know most of the them. Line. It's Amethyst on the right from a Sword of Sorcery and all that. She crossed over into JLD for a short period of time. What we're most excited about is the Fast Forces. Legion yeah. of Dooms. Uh, even without us seeing the dials for these guys, this is already my favorite Fast Forces ever, just because yeah. of the characters who's in it. You got Cheetah, Lex Luthor, Bizarro, Black Mana, Giganta. And Solomon Grundy, baby. And they did spoil the dial and card for Solomon oh, Grundy. Oh, he's so good! He's pretty dang awesome. He's got a... He's 200 points with Batman Enemy, Indom, and 8 clicks. And that 8 clicks is hard to Kill. get rid of because of his different powers. He has three traits. One of them is at the beginning of your turn, you can give Solomon Grundy a free action and heal him one damage if he occupies printed, hindering, or water terrain. Has to be printed though, and he's got swim. So at the beginning of the game, place three resurrection tokens on Grundy's card. Grundy places one resurrection token on his card each time he hits an opposing character. When Grundy would be KO'd and has at least one resurrection token on his card, instead click him to click a nine, which he would be technically KO'd. That'd be his first KO click. Heal him of one damage for each resurrection token on his card. And remove all tokens from his card. This ability can't be ignored. Now, I think that do, that will not obey the rule of three because it says for each. Yeah. I think even if you had managed to hit five people and now you had eight resurrection tokens, you would clear all the way back up to top click yeah. if you could somehow yeah. manage to do that. Uh, if you had somebody, I don't know, say Mole Man that had the monster keyword and could mind control him and let him. But get at least more hits now in. with the new rules, every extra attack he takes would be less. But he doesn't need to do damage to get that. Just he hit? just needs to hit. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Not to mention he's got like four damage, so I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe he's good uh, for a and while. And super strength as well. Yeah. His dial, his dial has a super strength full dial. He has charge, sidestep, and flurry mixed in. Impervious and Invincible mixed in almost the whole dial, too. Uh, he also has one more trait we didn't mention. At the beginning of the game... And when Solomon Grundy would be KO'd, choose one to last until he chooses again. He can use Outwit, or he can use Battle Fury and modifies his damage oh, by plus wow. one. So, basically at the start of the game you're going to get to choose, and then whenever he gets would be KO'd and then gets resurrected, you get to choose it again. So, that's pretty nice too. So, if you're... If you're playing the Mole Man, you're not going to want to choose Battle Fury, because then you can't be mind-controlled. You're going to want to choose Outwit. Yeah. Uh, I like this guy a lot. He's great. Uh, <laughs> Anger's hammer on this guy. Anger's, okay. He doesn't need anything. Seriously, honestly. let's just let's just get this out of the way. Anger's hammer on about anything. Anger's hammer is really stupid. Yes, it is. We talked about this before. Really, really stupid. After using it, it's stupider than we thought it was. And that takes a lot. 
Uh, as far as uh, OP kits, they got gave us a little info. There's going to be nine LEs, three copies of three different figures. One of them is Monel, who is they've already spoiled the sculpt for. He looks really sick. And there will be three different uh, uh, special objects, ten copies each, and, and ten maps. Is, uh, scroll down, mouse over, it'll say its name. What's that? The object, if you mouse over, it says its name. Um, click it. Mother box. Yeah, mother box. Oh, cool. Uh, I don't know what that is, though. <laughs> it sounds really neat, though. It looks cool. It looks badass. Man, you can tell we're huge Legion of Superheroes fans. Yeah, you know, I was talking to Phil whenever this first came. They first said a set was coming out, and I was like, Phil, I need you to tell me some good uh, Legion of Superheroes books because the only ones I've read are the like the last six or seven before New 52 and then the New 52, and every single one of those issues was total garbage. I thought it was. Maybe if you're a diehard Legion fan, you would like, you know, yeah. you enjoy it, but I was like, I can't read that shit anymore, and so I quit reading it. I was like, but I know there's got to be good ones, because there's some fans of the There's some diehard fans of Legion of So he suggested some books for me to read, so I'll be reading those, hopefully get some of them read before the set, and maybe give my two cents on the on the book as a whole. Has some cool characters, though. Um, there's also two dials that we got spoiled for the team bases for Avengers vs. X-Men. The Avengers side, we have Iron Man. He's pretty good. He's pretty. He's kind of your standard Iron Man yeah, I, dial. When I, when I showed him to Aaron, I was like, this is what I want out of an Iron Man. Like, he's pretty straightforward. He's exactly how, if I was going to build a very basic, bare-bones Iron Man, this is what he'd do. Um, he's got armor, Avengers, Illuminati, and Soldier. Or, and Scientist, sorry. Illuminati's always awesome. Um, they they haven't... Uh, that keyword's not really on a lot of the Illuminati figures, actually. It's only like usually one of their versions has it, so it's nice to see it popping up more often. Um, he's got tra- He's got a trait. All of his attacks generate knockback. Um, he's got a special damage power. Once per turn, he can use Outwit or Perplex, which I really like that. Um, he's, it, it's always been weird because usually they'll give him, they'll either give him one or the other and he'll like alternate his whole dial. But with Iron Man, it's like he kind of, he kind of needs both. Um, his dial is a good mix though. He's got a 150 starting line and a 100, um, seven range, indom, flyer, all that jazz. Um, Avengers team ability. Uh, he can use Running Shot Penetrating Psychic Blast with Imperf on his 150 starting click. On his 100 starting click, he's Running Shot Energy Explosion, Toughness, and Ranged Combat Expert. Two bolts on Energy Explosion. Oh yeah, two bolts on Energy Explosion. So a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Um, if he's attached to the team base, and this is what I like, the team base can use Perplex. When they do, and Black Panther's also attached, you may modify an opposing character's Whoa. combat value by negative two. Now, this is big, because now we know that those participation LEs that they're giving out to both sides Whoa. are also going to be attachable to the team bases. Black Panther. See, we knew that they were giving out Black Panther and Cable month one, but now this kind of confirms you can sw- you can put them on the new team bases. That is pretty sweet. You know, One thing I, I want to note about this... Uh, as the judge, this thing kind of flagged off in my head as you were reading it. Because it says <clears throat> once per turn, yeah. he can use Outwit or Perplex. You're only going to get to use one of the yeah. two. Now, a lot of old figures, well, not a lot, but there's a handful, five or six or seven figures that say uh, blah, 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 can use Outwit or Perplex. You can actually use both. Yeah. But because this specifies that you can only choose one, you, you do it once per turn, then you you have to choose either outwit or perplex. I know that's confusing as hell. Trust me, it's really stupid. 
this is that's a, another one of those examples of the people back in the day were not clear on their wording and whiz kids or uh, hero clicks is getting better over time with wording and everything but older figures if they if it didn't if this power didn't have that once per turn clause at the beginning if it just said Iron Man can use Outwit or Perplex, he would get to use both of them. Kind of wish it had an either in there to make it. Better. I know that's what I was thinking too. I don't know why they didn't go ahead and throw that in there just, just to, to further. finalize it. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I'm very happy. Like this is an Iron Man I'll play the crap out of. Honestly, what like, I love about him because me and you talked about this forever ago. My biggest beef with Iron Man is he doesn't fit on teams because he's always so expensive. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be nice to have a 100 point version that starts off really solid. With, with the Illuminati keyword, that's the other problem. The only Illuminati ones are the M10 Iron Man, and um, honestly, I think that might be it right now. What's his cheapest one? 125. Yeah, and it's it's like five clicks. It's really short for 125 yeah. because he's the relic buster. And the, and this Iron Man's 100 point dial is solid. Pretty good because. He's got running shot and energy explosion or RCE, but then he, he's got seven range. So he's going to running shot. If you keep him at max range, he's going to hit, and then he's going to knock him back because everything generates I like his back. lower end clicks, too, because he can do the outwit perplex thing while he's on a regen click, or and he's got pulse wave. But the reason I like the outwit perplex choice and regen at the same time is because you can negate your opponent's move and attack, which buys you that turn to try to regen. I like him. No, nothing crazy, you know, yeah, special, yeah. but pretty pretty solid. The Magneto is the figure for the X-Men team base. He is traded Energy Shield and TK. During the beginning of your turn, if Max has two action tokens, he can use TK as a free action, but may only use it to place friendly characters. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. TK as a free action is nuts. He has Endom, eight range, two bolts. Uh, starts off with a running shot and then he picks up a special movement. He can use Force Blast. When he has no action tokens, he can use it as a free action instead. So, that's pretty useful too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has Pulse Wave almost, or for more than half of his dial. He starts off with Invincible, both at his 200 point option and his 150 point option. Both, both options start out at running shot, Pulse Wave, Invincible. It's just on the 200, you start with a 10, 11, 18, 4. And on the 150, you're starting at 10, 10, 17, 3. But still, this is a really sick dial. He gets leadership at the beginning, and then he gets outwit, and then enhancement. What's really awesome about him also is his uh, team base ability. Give this team character a power action, they can use TK twice as a free action. That's pretty awesome. So depending on how expensive uh, these team base, the, the point options on these team bases are, if you're playing it pretty cheap, Getting to use TK twice on a on a 100 point you know or so character is pretty good, especially at the beginning when you're just trying to move your guys in position. So it's it can be useful as well. I was laughing at the uh, the free action uh, force blast because you could pop him off the base just to force blast someone away from it. If they had a character that didn't have charge or something, and they got up on the team base like a flurry blades character or something. Yeah, and then you pop a shot at him. Yeah. You? Running shot pulse wave. I mean, like, oh, you know what you could do? <laughs> yeah, you just pop them away, pulse wave. Force blast them away, and then running shot out of range of your team base, and then pulse wave them. <laughs> I like. I like how the solo adventure stuff's being. We talked about this a little bit. I like how it's being like well focused on. Actually, you know what? I'm looking at his. Uh, he know, doesn't I, have it when he can do it. Yeah, can. I'm looking at the color coded on each of his three clicks options that he would come off of the team base. He doesn't have that. Aww. Maybe somebody thought of our our little trick. <laughs> All right. Anyways, 
Magneto looks pretty good too, so pretty happy, pretty excited about Avengers vs. X-Men. Uh, one note is that the set got delayed by a week. Pretty much every set that's coming out got delayed uh, yeah. a week in the advance. So Iron Man or um, Lord of the Rings and Mage Knight were supposed to come out this past Wednesday. Instead, they're coming out this coming Wednesday. Uh, Iron Man got delayed. Iron Man, the Gravity, the Iron Man Gravity feed did come out this week, and we'll talk about those dials here in a sec. Arkham Origins got delayed. Yeah, so pretty much all the sets coming up got pushed back a week, just so everybody knows. Uh, the Iron Man set got a spoiler, and it's hit this guy's sculpt. I love Dread Knight. Oh my god! Talking about Dread Knight, who has the T-Bolts keyword, armor scientist and rifle four, but his sculpt is so sick. Uh, he's got charge and a special attack power, lance skewer. He can use blades, give him a close combat action, and he may target any opposing character within his range and line of fire, which is only three. When he does, he must roll a d6 for blades. So he can blades from three squares away. 106 points with the... What he's a wild card, mm-hmm. and he has a revert into Hawkeye. Give Dread Knight a free action and replace him with a character named Hawkeye of equal or less points. You can change him into Chaos War Hawkeye, who's arguably the best option mm-hmm. for that, or not, or not even arguably, he is the best option because Fear itself Hawkeye is going to be one thirty, which he wouldn't be. Um, if you not. replaced him and the new character is still eligible for the ATA, he has would he still would the new character get it? I think only if the new character has the keyword, which this one would. Yeah, which Thunderbolts would carry yeah. over to the revert. I'll have to look into that, but yeah, I think so. Uh, that, And not only that, give him a free action, replace him with a character named Hawkeye of Equal or Less Points. That's two less clicks from its starting line. So he would, yeah. That's... So he has that on click five, six, and seven. So if you start him, let's say at click five, you revert into Chaos War Hawkeye, that Chaos War Hawkeye is going to come in on his click three, which is really nice. Yeah. So basically yes, you're healing him to and switching to Chaos War Hawkeye. Uh, but that character can't be given an action this turn. He's, he's great rare. I like him a lot. Oh, I really like him. And I don't know squat about Dread Knight. I just know that Hawkeye, the reason they did it was because Hawkeye disguised himself as Dread Knight once to infiltrate them. His real name is Bram Velsing. So it's not actually... <laughs> uh, it's not actually, Clint, yeah. but but yeah, you still get to revert him into into Clint. Uh, it's like we said, Iron Man Gravity Feed came out this week. Oh, I'm very happy with the Gravity Feed. I've only picked up one of them so far, but we're going to be getting some this weekend. Uh, the Iron Man is pretty cool. At the beginning of your turn, if he has two action tokens on him, he may heal one damage as a free action. Now he doesn't have Indom, so this kind of slightly makes up for it. He's only 110 points, which again is good. It's nice to have those options, or lower point options for Iron Man. He has sidestep, hypersonic, and running shot uh, alternated into his dial. He has another trait. When he would be KO'd, roll 2d6 that cannot be re-rolled. If the result on either die is a 5 or 6, you may replace this character with a character from Invincible Iron Man number 051 through 056 on its starting line. If you do, deal that character unavoidable damage equal to 6 minus the result of the other dice. Only one friendly character per game may be replaced through this ability. And see, those are the super rare numbers. So I'm wondering what they are, because it's the ability is called Summon Ancestral Spirit Iron Man. So Maybe it's different marks of the... I don't know. Different mark suits, like, you know, kind of like the Spirit 3. thing, though, is weird. 
Like, it almost makes it sound like it's... I have no idea. I don't either. I've never even heard of anything like that. And, like, I've been sitting there watching HC Realms expecting someone to throw it out there or something and, like, say, oh, it's from this arc. No, I haven't seen Squad on it. So... It's got to be just the marks of the suits. The Ancestral Spirit seems so weird for that. I don't know what else could be. I don't either. He gets a defense power on his last two clicks. He can use Energy Shield and Super Senses. When it's not your turn, he can use Prop Control. So, really, we don't know exactly how good he's going to be yet because we don't know what those figures are going to look like uh, as far as the 051 through 056. But once yeah. we once we get to see those, we can have a better idea of how good this yeah. guy's going to be. At face value, he's not horrible, but he's not exciting for 110 points. Yeah. Um, so the jury's still out on this guy. Rescue is uh, number 202. She's like only 58 points. She has a... An alter ego line in there, so we assume Sweet. there's going to be a Pepper Potts in the main set. Yep. There's a trait she can use support and toughness. When rescue targets a wall, object, or square of blocking terrain with a close combat attack, her damage value is three. So typically she has zero damage, but this lets her bust through walls. Uh, she has a 16 defend and that support, so if you're trying to heal high point, she only has a nine attack. Uh, if you're trying to heal a high point figure, say that has like an 18 defense, instead of having to roll a 9, you can defend and give them your 16, and then now you only need a 7. She has Indom. She picked up Super Strength for the last uh, for three of her clicks, so that also lets her do, even though she has zero damage, that lets her add a little bit of damage uh, if people try to rush in on her and take her out. She's not bad. Yeah, I like her. She's yeah. not the best medic for in the world. She, she can also taxi, too. 58. 58. Or 58, points. sorry. She's a flyer in Dom taxi, or flyer in Dom support, though, which is nice because most of the medics aren't in Dom. Yeah. So at least you can take two tries in a row without pushing off. Well, without she's pushing not as good as Alfred, but she's pretty good. Yeah. She's pretty solid. There's uh, hammer drones. Oh, I love these hammer drones. I already put out oh my. Oh my gosh, they're ridiculous. Need to get them. 55 points, running shot, psychic blast. Uh, only 9 attack, though. And two damage. Running shot, psychic blast, toughness, and then running shot, psychic blast, envelope. Then I get two clicks of energy explosion. But the thing is, they're improved targeting. They, yeah. ignore hindering. they ignore hindering too, so they're not bad for 55. Oh, yeah. They're only four clicks long. Uh, I'm curious to see what the main set ones look like, too. Well, we've seen the main set ones. We have? Oh, yeah, yeah we have. They're the end they're cap the ones, ones, the yeah. giant ones. Right. Yeah. Or not literally giant, but yeah, their sculpt is yeah. huge, yeah. The one that's the one that's good for carrying and playing on hammer armies, and the one down below is good for playing. Well, that's the other thing is you can give them the hammer ATA for another like what four points to let them perp or whatever. So stupid. I don't remember it. It doesn't show on the realms. Uh, Two hundred four is dreadnought. It's five points. This one is actually a different dial than the one we were talking about just a second ago. This one has a giant symbol. He starts with charge and super strength, and he has indom. And he gets a special attack power on his next two clicks with running shot. He gets poison and energy explosion with two targets. Uh, now that's not printed, so you're not going to be dealing two damage from the two targets. You're only going to be dealing his one damage because he only has one bolt on his base. Uh, for those who don't know, whenever you have a figure with energy explosion, when you go to figure out how much damage, how much splash damage you're doing, you don't go by how many bolts. The power says you have, you only go by printed what's on your actual, showing on your actual dial. Uh, that's how you determine. So even though this guy on his attack power gets energy explosion with two targets, 
he's not going to be dealing two splash damage to each. He's only going to be dealing one because he only has one bolt on his base. What if it says as if he possessed? If it says, uh, yes, if it says, uh, no, I don't. Because I thought energy I, I don't know how says... they'd have to word it. Oh, well. This guy will not get to do it, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it does give you two, you know, if you got a, one person who's got an 18 defense and one person who's got a 15 defense, then it gives you two options so that even if you get a bad roll, you can deal it to somebody. So that's one benefit of him having the two bolts on the energy explosion. He's not a bad dog. He's only 75 points. He's five clicks long. Hydro TA. Uh, he's Hydro TA and Indom and Giant Size, so that lets him carry as well. He's kind of a mix of melee and running. Sh- I, I guess he's more of a ranged attacker. I don't really like pieces like this that start off with charge and then the rest of their dial is range stuff. Yeah. I guess it's not too bad since he's a giant, so he can break away with the plus what, two? Plus one. Plus one? Yeah. He's and 75 points. He's a giant with him down. He's not He's not horrible. Yeah. Again, it kind of it kind of seems the theme of this gravity feed so far. He's not horrible, but he's not amazing. He's not great. Uh, speaking of that, going into Justin Hammer. This, I like this Justin Hammer actually a little bit better than the other one as far as that base value. He yeah. has Mainly because he has mind control. He has a damage power of outwit and perplex, so he'll get both. And he has indom. And he doesn't have the the cool powers that the uh, that set. the main set one has as far as buffing his Hammer Industries team. But as as an overall piece, this guy's a little bit better for his points. He's not too bad as an indom outwit perplex mind control. Like as a support piece, it's like someone with outwit and perplexes. You pay good for that. But uh, paying that Sorry. and getting a mind control character who can. Do he can mind control each turn, outwit, perplex, and then mind control next turn again without taking push is nice. This next guy is the biggest offender of what I was just talking yeah. about. Crossbones, uh, minion of doom, sixty-two points. But... Starts with charge and super strength, and then blades, and then he gets running shot at the end of his dial, <laughs> just randomly. This is just weird design. Uh, he's act. He's not a horrible piece for sixty-two points, honestly. It's just a skittles dial. Like he's just yeah, he's just place. kind of. He gets a sidestep and blades in the middle. He randomly picks up range combat expert. Next click, he gets close combat expert. Then back to running. Last shot, click, he explosion. gets running shot energy explosion. His very last clicks just completely naked with nothing showing on it. He's got fifteen <laughs> keywords and fourteen defense. Haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, we haven't seen a fourteen defense on a sixty-two point piece for a while. Uh, he's not horrible, but again, main set options. I think main set options a lot better. We already talked about him a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We got our main man, Puck. No, this guy. I like this guy a lot. He, he's pretty good. He's the main guy of he's the gravity set. He's throwable, though. I don't care if he's throwable. Get out of here. He's he, so solid. He's a giant. Or, he's a giant. What am I saying? He's not tiny, <laughs> but he, he's a normal damage. We were kind of speculating whether they'd make him tiny. Although he's yeah. not really small enough to be a yeah. tiny piece, I don't guess. But uh, his top dial is pretty dang good. Charge, uh uh, exploit weakness and combat reflexes, which would put him up to an 18 at melee, and he has the indom, so he's only 40 points. Yeah, yeah, and and he, and he alternates with flurry too. Yeah, so he's get, you're getting an exploiter at at the beginning, and then even if he gets hit for one or two, one or three, he'll go on to flurry for only 40 points, just for hopefully getting in one good penetrating hit for two damage, and then tying him up for a couple. Couple rounds. Worth it. That's well worth. Highlander, be damned. I want to play an army of pucks. 
Pucks and totes. Tell me that would be the most intimidating horde ever. Uh, Guardian, we've already talked about. He's a pretty solid piece. 100 points, uh, hypersonic, and indom flyer. And uh, yeah, he kind of has random uh, range power smattered in on his dial. He's not bad for his points either. So far, I'm liking Puck the best. Uh, Aurora and Northstar, though, are actually pretty good if you play them together. Um, Aurora has hypersonic, and then her last three clicks, she picks up a special. She just gets regular moving attack, which is actually a little bit worse than hypersonic. Uh, but she does have precision strike during all of that, and that's what, I do like the combo of hypersonic and precision I strike. I do too. That's really good. Because when you have, uh, and I'd like to see that on more flashes too. Yeah. Because Flash's problem is he never hits super hard, so it's hard to get. You know, when you're playing a big powerful piece, it's hard to get any damage in. But these guys with precision strike, you're at least gonna get one guaranteed in, plus getting to get around super senses as well. So. I like the hypersonic precision strike combo. She has energy shield with 17s on her first two clicks, and she does three base damage. Only 80 points. Now, the reason she works well with Northstar is a trait. Give her a free action when a friendly character named Northstar is within range and line of fire. She has four range. And modify Aurora's speed, attack, and damage values by plus one this turn. If Northstar was damaged by an attack since your last turn, modify her attack value by an additional plus one. So, basically, as long as you keep these two next, even within just four squares of each other, which is not hard to, at all to do. Hide them around a corner and run with death. They're going to always have plus one attack, speed, and damage. Northstar is pr- a very similar dial. Uh, he starts off two clicks of hypersonic, and then he gets a four clicks of a special movement ability as well, except his is a little better. So it's it's a flurry and sidestep. And he has super senses, full dial, no endom. He also has 80 points. His trade is basically the same thing. Give Northstar a free action when a friendly character named Aurora is within range and line of fire. He also has full range. And modify his speed, attack, and damage values by plus one this turn. If Aurora was damaged since your last turn, modify his attack value by an additional plus one. So, they're play these good. two together. They're pretty They're pretty solid. What are their points yeah. add up to together? At 160. They're both exactly Sweet. 80 points. So. Together, they're they're worth their points for sure. Individually, they're not bad, but they're they're not yeah. exciting either. So, I like Puck the best out of this whole gravity feed personally. I like those hammer drones. The rescue's not bad, um, and Guardian and Aurora, or Aurora and Northstar aren't bad either. Overall, though, a little underwhelming, I think. The set itself, the main set, is looking pretty good. Uh, what else do we got news wise? I think that's about it. We already talked about how the the sets are getting moved. Oh, oh my! I almost forgot my main man, guys. We got our new Aragorn oh, dial, baby. On his Vigo fix. He looks good. He's, he does look good. He's not as are good. Are we at, talking about the click or are we talking about Vigo? Both. both. <laughs> We're talking about both. First of all, they haven't printed an Aragorn that's not good yet, so. The Fellowship, yeah, the newest one before this, the Fellowship one wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. I wasn't excited when I saw him. Uh, this this Aragorn is 84 points. He has Indom. He has six clicks of life, and he has a special attack power with charge when he has it. Aragorn can use leadership, and adjacent friendly characters can use willpower. That's it. 
No stipulation on less points than you. No keyword stipulations. Nothing. Just adjacent friendly characters can use willpower. That's so stupid. That alone makes him a pretty good point uh, piece because... In Lord of the Rings sets, no one. Has. Well, I mean, even in a Silver Age game when you can play him, if you can get a Colossal that doesn't... Uh, fin Fang Foom. Yeah. Doesn't have willpower. Hunter, don't even joke like that. 84 points, you're given Foom willpower. I mean, I'm just saying... You know, in Silver Age events, there's going to be some combos with this guy in big point events that that can make him useful just for that alone. Just I given think Aragorn and Fing Tang Foom are a great team owner. Aragorn can use Perplex, but only to modify the attack of adjacent friendly characters. Uh, he has a his epic action is choose up to one adjacent friendly character for each 200 points of the total build total. Place Aragorn adjacent to in, any friendly character within 10 squares. That's ridiculous. And then place the chosen friendly characters adjacent to Aragorn. Oh, my dear. Now, it's all placement. So after you do that, yeah. your guys that besides Aragorn, your other guys that you place are going to get to take actions after that. That is ridiculous. It's pretty good. Uh, he gets outwit in the middle of his dial, and he gets bla- outwit and blades, and he keeps reflexes almost his whole dial. It's not Arwen ridiculous, but it's still ridiculous. That's pretty good. Uh, his, well, his... Original, the original OG Aragorn of clicks was OG even Aragorn. better. Was he? Yeah, the Lord of the Rings one. He his epic action is uh let here. Let me pull everyone it up. Everyone in their mind. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love him so much. Oh my goodness, we'll pull him up. So this new guy, this new Aragorn, like I said, better than the fel- better than the uh, Fellowship of the Ring, but not as good as Lord of the Rings. Where do I foresee Hunter writing a Aragorn tier fan fiction in the future? Well, Aragorn's uh, here's the Lord of the Rings power. Give him an epic. This is the Lord of the Rings 0038. Give him an epic action, and all friendly characters can use leap climb until your next turn. At the end of your turn, one friendly character per 100 points of the game's build total may be given a move action as a free action if they haven't been moved or placed this turn. What I I was using these guys at Gen Con or this guy at Gen Con in both my Lord of the Rings teams because yeah. you use them. First of all, at the beginning of the game, you get you're giving one character a token and literally moving your entire team and not get not having to give them tokens. That is ridiculous. And then late in uh, kind of mid game, it's nice because even if your guys need to clear, you can just give Aragorn a token and let them not only clear but also move, break away. They're getting leap climbs. They're getting plus two to break away, break away and get in position to where they need to be. It's just such a board advantage piece, man. He's just ridiculous. He's one of the best clicks pieces, period. Not just Lord of the Rings. Um, in fact, there's a lot of people who wanted that guy banned from Lord of the Rings tournaments a long time ago. So, that's all the news. Quite a bit. Uh, we had some awesome games this week. When we're going to move into what we played. Wednesday, we had a Halloween-themed uh, event at the at the game preserve. It was how many points was it? Five five hundred. Your figures had to have teen monster scientist or there was, there was one other teen one. teen monster scientist. That was it. No, there was one more. I'll look it up in a minute. Anyways, uh, you could not use anything except I think it was just resources, right? As far as extra stuff yep, added to the no game. No ATAs. Yeah. And I played a uh, kind of a teens of the DC Universe team. I had Static. I had, uh, because Phil approved the teen keyword, because we all know, I've only bitched about it a bajillion times, that Static doesn't have any keywords. Uh, really, I'll, I'm baffled by I'll that. pull up my team. 
I played Static, Impulse, uh, Batman Beyond. T-Rex Beast Boy. Um, Yeah, Beast Boy with all his different iterations. And... Dawnstar and Robin. Dawnstar, Crisis, Robin, not the cheap one, the 79 point Tim Drake, really good one. And uh, Karate Kid, who's a ridiculous. He's already ridiculous. Then you give him Anger's Hammer, and it's yeah. just so stupid. Yeah, Hunter drove up to Dugout to see if they had the Month 6 stuff and got his hammers ahead of time. No, I got it from Phil. Oh, you guys both lied to me. <laughs> this guy's jelly. Yes, I am jelly, because had I had those hammers, my team would have been retarded. Uh, I, I messaged Phil like a week in advance. I was like, hey, you guys got your kid in yet? He's like, let me borrow your two hammers. Is that okay? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't care if you cheese. It's cool. <laughs> it's not cheating. They're legal. You're legal. <laughs> I'm barely legal. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, who? I feel like I had one more person on my team that I'm forgetting. I'll think of it in a minute. <laughs> no, that sounds exactly like it right there. I think I went 3-0. and I did go 3-0. and um, Me and Austin played second round. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, apparently he doesn't want to talk about it. Austin was playing... <laughs> the Goblins. I had a... Demo, I, I got Phil Urich approved for Monster for the Hobgoblin Prime, so I could play him, and I played both Hobgoblins, Demo Goblin, and um, the M10 Anniversary Green Goblin, not the, the promoted version, not the non-promoted version. And that team was fun, dude. I was just throwing energy explosions left and right. Cause and you was, had the uh, Moria Goblin. Yeah, I had three of the Moria Goblin tokens, the little 10.1s, um, and Book of the Skulls. I freaking... I had a blast with that team, no pun intended. Like, I just... My, my matches, like, everyone... I, would, I kept picking Realm of Death, and everyone would group their stuff together, and I'd throw an energy explosion and just take everything out. And in our match, you decided to just throw as many wrenches in my plans as possible, but I still got off some good heavy energy explosion. Well, Austin won map, and then chose Realm of Death, and I was like, this is a stupid map for you. Well, I wanted to get my hammers out first. It was a good map for energy explosion, but it's just, when you're playing a whole, all-ranged team, it was so easy for me to just swarm you and tie you down. Um, I Impulse is really good. Impulse is only 49 points, and he has Hypersonic, and he has a 17 with reflexes and a Shape Change, just for 49 points. And his second click is exactly the same, so it's very pushable. Um, when Austin rushed in... Actually, this will this is going to kind of move into our Just the Tip real quick uh the just a tip is knowing when to sacrifice a character um and this is something that i've thought about using for just a tip for a while and i thought this was it was fresh on my mind because it, it happened in me and austin's game where austin had far less characters than i did i had like eight people he only had four plus tokens. main yeah main guys and he got his hammers out way faster than me i'm still setting up and I know he's going to get in a monstrous, pun intended, energy explosion. I had set that up so well, too. So, you know, it was pretty obvious that a hobgoblin was going to come around the corner and energy explode. So instead of putting the hammers on impulse that he needed, I sacrificed him and rushed him in and tied up the two goblins so the rest of my guys could get their hammers and get their tokens cleared off and get in. And that was honestly the main one of the big parts of the game. Yeah. Honestly, because that might have cost me the game that alone right there. That's what I'm saying. It pretty much did. Because had you got off in that big energy explosion, because all my guys were grouped together. 
Yeah, and then there was the chances I could have rolled doubles. There'd been wall damage on like all of them because none of them really had charge. Yeah, and well, they would have from the hammers that they oh, yeah, had. True. But um, I mean, sh- impulse hit shape change the first time, so that wasted another action. He was blocking the hallway and letting buying my guys enough time to come in and get set up and be able to move in. Yeah, and you know, that, even that, though he died, actually he ended up living somehow. But even though he would have died, that fifty points. What that fifty point sacrifice saved me two hundred points worth of it, character. It bought you two. To, it bought you two turns, if not three, yeah. actually, because I could not get away from him, and then I failed all the breakaway rolls on him. And I hated to, you know, you hate to give a character up, especially when you like a lot. But even if that was a one hundred point character in that circumstance, I still would do it again and throw my one hundred point in there just to tie up his game. Even because if it was a one hundred point Barry Allen. Even if it was because. You have to you have to take it game by game, situation yeah. by situation. In our game, that was well worth it. In my first game, I played against Surter and a shit ton of fire demons. It wouldn't have been worth it because he he was going to swarm me. He had like twelve pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get swarmed no matter what. But when I'm doing that so that I can tie up a whole, basically every piece you have is ranged energy explosion. That's well worth it because yeah. that it's going to be so effective. And see, like, and I've done this so many times, um, that Iron Fist from Fear Itself actually is my primary piece for doing that. You bait people into it sometimes, too. That's another way you can sacrifice a character. Um, I've moved my Iron Fist up where I know my opponent can perp or whatever to charge him, and that Iron Fist is really resistant to being hit with Super Senses combat reflexes. So I'm not completely throwing him away. I'm just putting him at risk to try to get him to take the alpha where the opponent's annoyed with how long it's taking to get the first strike. So he'll take the bait, and then I'm set up to completely annihilate whoever takes the bait. And I've done that so many times in Fear Itself, and it's won me so many games. And it, it's just, Super Senses characters are great for it, um, high defense characters, but I like uh, cheap Super Sense characters, like Impulse was. Impulse hit his Super Senses a few times, bought you even more time. Um, it, it's great, I mean, 33% chance to dodge whatever. I mean... Well, and he's a 19 base defense, yeah. too. Which, I mean, when you're running hammers, isn't as yeah. good as it usually is. But still, so that alone is, is sometimes it's in your best interest to mm-hmm. sacrifice somebody yeah. if it's going to buy the rest of your team a lot of time. Uh, yeah, Karate Kid is one of the best uh, Silver Age pieces in the game. He's kind of Karnak-esque as far as, for his points, the close combat efficiency of this guy... For his points are just. I highly underestimated him, and I regret that now. He doesn't have Indom, and he has a lot of flurry, so I gave him Anger's Hammer so that he would have Steel Energy, and it was nuts. The first game, uh, I was playing that Surter team. He got hit down to his last click. Uh, Karate Kid, he's on the seventh click. Uh, Beginning of turn, I drop another hammer just to get him to quake. He hits three people, heals three, then he flurries and heals two more. And then I power action dropped another hammer to Quake again and healed two more, so I healed him back to top and did like tons of damage. Just well, our game, that. I freaking blasted him for I don't know five, six damage or whatever, and you healed him right back up the next turn. Yeah. I was so mad. Anger's hammer is so stupid, especially if you have the extra <laughs> hammers on there. Uh, basically, you know, we talked about how good that the Book of the Skull is is on vampires. It turns every it turns anybody into a vampire. Yeah. yeah. You know, it gives anybody steel energy. Uh, my personal favorite combo is Greethoughts and Angers because then you make a giant quake and you're healing for everyone hit. Uh the 
I'm trying to think who is probably the best. I love Static. He's not an amazing piece, but he he's just so fun. Yeah, and even those stupid trash can token surprise that I forgot that, about. Uh, we were playing candy probs at this event where you get six pieces of candy each round. Your first prob control, you can just give your opponent one piece of candy, and you instantly prob their roll. And the second one costs you five, so you only get two per game. But uh, I was using Sweet Tarts for uh, Static Shocks, Trash Can Tokens. And he's just so good. He I mean, great. you're unless you have Precision Strike, you're wasting your whole uh, action trying to hit Static Shock when he has Trash Can Tokens. Because if, if nobody knows how it works... It, he has super senses, and he starts with three tokens on his card. Whenever he rolls for super senses, you can remove as many of those tokens as you want and add plus one for each token to your roll. So even if you roll a two, you can take all three off, and therefore you rolled a five and you dodge the attack. So you have to roll a one to to get hit at all on your first whenever somebody comes out to you. Like I said, unless they have precision strike, but that alone buys him time. Um, He's pretty good with the bat belt for that reason. Is because even if they want to rush in and try to take out your guy with the with the uh, uh, resource, he's still going to survive the first wave of, of big swings. Yeah, he's pretty good. That Crisis Robin, so good, and yeah, Don Star's not bad either. Crisis Robin, I gave him uh, willpower and Null's hammer. We we were talking about last week. Null's hammer, stupid beyond belief. Um, I don't know if anger's worse or that one's worse. I guess it depends on the. Ang- pe- it depends on the pieces you're yeah. using, I guess. With tartar sauce, it's pretty. Uh, oh my gosh, tartarus with if you tannerous. guys, yeah, sorry, <laughs> tannerus in month six. If you guys haven't played your month six yet, if you play pull tannerus, put Null's hammer on him and just go to town. I don't know what you're talking about. It solves his two problems. He doesn't have moving attack. He doesn't have willpower. He already has impervious shape change and uh, or he starts invul, but then he gets impervious and psychic blast already. So all he needs is that Null's Hammer, solves his two problems for three points, and he's just, God, I hate him so much. I love him. Um, <laughs> that We can move into uh, oh God. our fear itself real quick since we're talking oh about that. God. We did our last fear itself month six Saturday. It was 500 points, double boosters of fear itself, all hammers allowed. Um, I actually pulled... All the pieces I played except for the troll I had never played before. And they turned out well. Uh, Asgardian troll? Yeah. You'd never played an Asgardian troll? No, I said I, I, all of them except for the oh, troll. okay, sorry. The I troll like, is the only one I've played. Yeah, and you know I love those trolls. Um, I had Titania and I pulled Skurn. So I started Skurn and reverted it in Titania. Skurn hits like a truck. Yeah, she does. She has four damage plus super strength already, so I just kept giving her Scotty's Hammer for six exploit. Um, pretty much one-shot Dracula with that, because I crit on it. Um, I had her, Dual Society, as Guardian Troll, Prodigy, who I had played against several times, but this is the first time I had actually played him. He's not shabby. He's not amazing. He's not Iron Fizz level or anything, but he's not bad. Uh... Spider-Man, the 120 point, of course he was broken when I pulled him, because <laughs> they're always broken. They're always broken. Uh, he is very good. I gave him... Especially with hammers. Yeah, because he has flurry, so I gave him angers, because my thought was, even if he gets punched real hard, he'll flurry and steal energy twice and heal back up, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, and then I had uh, uh, Sin, which you guys had played and talked about a lot, but I hadn't 
ever played before, and she is really good for this. Yeah, she is. It's mainly because we've said before, Outwit's so good in Fear Itself. It's so Until necessary. Until we got seven hammers and it had power cosmic. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys also that haven't played your Fear Itself month six yet, don't forget when you... Now, you don't get it just from starting with seven to once eight Once you have hammers, seven equipped. But once you have seven... Or more hammers equipped, your all your friendly characters and get power cosmic, and that's for the rest of the game. Even if the character gets defeated and you only have four left in play, you're still going to get power cosmic on the rest. Yeah, because that came up too. Because the wording on it is once you have equipped, it's yeah. activated. It's not once. It's not if you have. Seven Same way with the uh, given multiple hammers to yeah. to a single character. As and long as you've given hammers. out four already, then from then on you can. You can drop two. And don't forget you can swap hammers, people. Dear God, the number of tricks and stuff with that is crazy. I went two and one. Austin and I had a really close game we could talk about in a minute. but um, <laughs> I had dice rolls, son. <laughs> my God. I had horrible dice rolls in all my games. Um, my first round was against Heimdall. And unluckily for Heimdall, I had three characters who could ignore characters. So I had Spidey, who already does it. Um... One of my other guys already did. I can't remember. And then I gave Skern's hammer to... Or Skern already does. And then I gave Skern's hammer to somebody else. So I had three people who didn't have to worry about Heimdall's trait. Skern rushes in to exploit Heimdall for six damage and crit misses. And then uh, Spider-Man rushes in to flurry on him. Only needs force. Rolls three twice. And <laughs> it was hilarious. Second game went the same way. Me and Austin's game went the same way. Except in me and Austin's game... My rolls never improved. Like, my other games, they improved. I literally think there were probably 12 rolls for 5 to 6 that you missed, and that was insane. Um, Overall, I did pretty well, and and I was happy with the pieces. I I do, if you have Skurn and Titania, I do do recommend that Skurn. She's a a lot better piece than I gave her credit for. Um, Another reason she's good is not only does she start with uh, 4 damage plus super strength, but... When you, she gets hit for about three or four damage, she goes onto a click where she has the revert and she has outwit. So you could either outwit and smack somebody, or you can take it. You can do that. You can outwit, hit somebody, free action revert into Titania, who on those clicks has flurry. So if you're already based and got hit for that hard, then you you get to retaliate and switch into somebody who has flurry. So that was pretty useful. I did it in two of my three rounds, and it and it was very good. So I liked that piece. The other ones were pretty decent. Um, that Spider-Man's very good, though. I like that Spider-Man a lot. When I played him month one at CBU, I didn't actually like him at base without hammers. Um, he's he's good. He's just not like amazing to me. But his attack ability is what's good if you hit him. Amazing up. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, I think he's really good because he ignores characters. He has the charge flurry with three damage already plus. Uh, he has the if he hits him twice with if each of his flurries hit he gives him a token also yeah and he has eighteen super senses which is hard to hit. Were you playing out any outwits with him? Uh, yeah, I had Rise of Kodo. But I mean, even if he doesn't have an outwit, he's still yeah. fl- charge flurry and getting mm-hmm. two damage through, giving you a token and slowing him down. One hundred twenty, and he's a flyer too. So flyer ignores characters. He's pretty good. Um, we he's one of the better Spideys because we don't have a ton of. Really, really, you know, superb Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man, I should say. Superior. Austin, or, uh, Drew, what team did you play? Alright, uh, I went 2-1. and one. Um, I opened up my packs, and I pulled Super Rare Wolverine, 
who costs 130. I pulled two tiers, who also cost 130. So that's 390. And I pulled America's favorite superhero, Iron Fist, who is an 80. So you add that up, that's 270. With book, that's 30. 470. 470, sorry. With book, that's 30. Perfect 500. Perfect 500. Well, that's some hard math there. Uh, It took me a while to figure it out. (laughs) That's a pretty good team. I mean, we uh, know one tier you. is a little good. Two one tier and one iron fist. Tier and iron fist shouldn't even be allowed on the same team. I'm not gonna lie, this team was so easy to play. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you just pick somebody and charge them, and that was it? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, okay. What do three out of the four figures there have in common? Um, exploit weakness. Correct. What? What can you give the fourth character that doesn't have that? Exploit weakness. And? Charge and... Toughness. Toughness and... Plus two attack. Willpower and... There you go. There you go. So they all have willpower. Everyone on my team has willpower once I give them nulls. And everyone on my team has exploit once I give them skirns. So defenses were not a problem. I basically just rolled the dice and every time I missed I felt like just... Going through a wall in anger and shame. Having the seven to eight hammers is so nice, though. Getting that perplex oh and then the prob control. The perplex is outlet. really good. Just so good. And what's sad is after I kept rolling so bad, I would per- I would always use my perplex on my attack just to be safe, and I would still miss every time I'd perplex my attack. Just because I was like, plus three, you can't miss. You can't plus miss, three. No, it was I one of those miss. situations where, like, you missed the first few attacks and it was sad. And then you missed the next few and it was hilarious. And then it got sad again after a while. Then it got so sad it got funny. Yeah, what did you realize is I did that every game. <laughs> I didn't know that. Except <laughs> the the first two rounds midway, my rolls finally went to normal. In our game, they just got worse. I don't know if they got worse or just stayed the same. But yeah, I was like, I'm going to flurry. I'm gonna- <laughs> I'd like to note... That my first two games went pretty much identically, except the fact I won one and I lost one. The first game and second game, the first 30 minutes of the damn game were spent dropping hammers on everybody and making sure everyone had a hammer. Yeah, and then going at it. And then going at it. But my third game was against Scott. And Scott actually came in on me. And I tore him to shreds. And see, that's how my first game went, too. Someone tried to jump me before I could get my hammers in, and it did not work out. Yeah, but the thing is, Scott was pretty much playing the same team as you. Yeah. Which I think I could have probably beaten your team. But let's let's let Austin talk about his glorious victory. So uh, I went 3-0 and with my team. Um, oh. When we talked about those hammers, <laughs> and we went over the Fear Itself stuff, I was like, well, what figures am I going to pull that would be absolutely retarded with these hammers? Ooh. And I didn't expect to pull one of them, and that was uh, the SR Colossus. Um, we already know he's absolutely ridiculous. Like, he's not even... I don't know, man. He doesn't seem that good without the hammers. You know, I hadn't played... That was the first time I've played against him the whole time. I played against him month one, Ricky was running him. Yeah. I've seen people run him, but I've never played against him the until The only year. thing that's kind of bad about him is if you miss that initial alpha, he's a sitting duck. Not really, because you could just oh, yeah, use his second part. Or wait, does he have to hit his charge? He has, he has to hit his charge when he has no tokens. Okay, never mind. Then that... Because that's the problem, is you could do a second attack, but then you're not going to get a second charge out of it. Yeah, that cancels what I was thinking. Um... 
and so I took I took Colossus. I opened my booster first, and honestly, I, at first glance, I was kind of disappointed because I didn't think about Colossus. I was like, he's a big chunk of points for me to run. I was like, I'm not too sure. I don't want to run the big beater team. But I was looking through my boosters like, I haven't played that Black Widow, but she's been used to really good effect against me, especially with Scotty's hammer giving her exploit and blades. And then she rolls a 5 or 6 to get an action token, too. Um, I pulled her out, and I was like, I'm going to play her. I'll play Colossus. Um, and then I saw Tanneris, and I was like, oh, buddy, I know what hammer just came out this week, or this month. So I pulled out Tanneris and uh, Asgardian Troll to fill out. Um, I was actually... 15 points short, I think. There was just nothing to fill in the gap. Um, and then, of course, full book. Um, first match, as I said... Uh, well, the map for month six is great. I love that map. Yeah, yeah. I liked it too. Both the, sides. Yeah, I played the uh, Serpents, like, Den side or whatever. The indoors one. Yeah, it's got, like, walls and walls in various places you can hide behind. But it's, it's good for melee and it's good for ranged. Um, I had two flyers on my team and two non-flyers. So, I carried up... Uh, I carried up Colossus first turn, and I'd put him at the corner, and then I'd carry up uh, the troll, and then I'd drop hammers to Colossus and uh, Black Widow, because she has Endom. Um, and I'd basically set up all my hammers, but the thing is, my opponent would do the same on the other side every game, and we I ended up playing that map all three times, so we'd do the same thing on the other side every game, but because the book is plus one movement and perplex, um, you can actually give plus two to your movement, which gives Colossus a seven charge, which allows him to go straight across there. And since Colossus doesn't give a damn about any kind of terrain in his way, um, I would get that first charge off and it'd give me really good alphas. I'd set up my objects for it and everything. Um, I would give him angers because I wanted him to get back up to par. Um, if my opponent didn't play along with the whole setting up on the opposite side, I'd drop him Greethoths too, because that's plus one range on his charge, basically, with Giant Reach. Um... And also, when you if you use hammers as ammo, I call them cruise missiles, where you just drop them down to get the steel energy quake off of them. Um, I use Nurkods like that. I would only drop seven hammers for the power cosmic and then keep Nurkods in reserve for when I needed a good steel energy. Um, second round was against Ricky. Ricky had a pretty good team. It was a lot of characters. Um, he had two of those base red She-Hulks that are really good for their points. Um, he dropped one of them Scotties, one of them uh, some other hammers. I think it was Skurns. I'd like to reiterate, this was the match of destiny, pretty much. Right? Yeah, because me and Ricky were tied for fear itself at this point, um, on points and everything. Well, he was one point up on me. Yeah, um, he started the he started the, the tournament one point ahead, but you had the tiebreaker if you guys would have ended up tying... Well, you had the tiebreaker at the end of time. Basically, there was two ways that if it would have ended two different ways, you guys would have tied, and I would have had to go count every single point of every single round of every single month of Fear Itself and killed myself, and then you would have figured out who won. <laughs> uh, I, li- I liked Ricky's team. Um, I played it really slow on purpose, and eventually he started running shotting for four using uh, the hammer strike. I didn't even think about was uh, he had all these characters with four damage top dial, cheap characters. A lot of them had running shot hammers. Yeah. So he running shot with them to pop some attacks for four on my characters and made me kind of come in when I wasn't planning on doing it ahead of time. That's the thing. Like, some of the hammers give running shot, and, and eventually they give range too. Yeah. And eventually down the dial, you, you get penetrating psychic blast with the book. Yeah. With like plus two pulse waves. So suddenly your Colossus is running shot pulse wave or yeah. uh, <laughs> penetrating psychic God. blasting for six. I got hammered. It's just like okay. <laughs> I got hammered with a plus two pulse wave. I think it was from Ricky or was it you? No, it was Ricky. 
Ricky got me with a plus two pulse wave. Oh man, it almost cost me the game. Like it was, it was painful. It was like six damage pulse wave. Yeah. Um, never. And the thing is, because if you give it to a character that only has four range, well, let's see. That would be a four range pulse wave because you get plus two to combat values too, wouldn't it? The hammer would give four range. Yeah, you'd half and then you'd plus two. Yeah, so that'd be a four range pulse wave. But still, I mean, a character character's going to running shot out four pulse wave four and hit for six is ridiculous. Well, the the cool thing is because that came up. Actually, it might have been that game that that somebody. I think it was Ricky who asked me. If you have a character with zero range, and yeah, I think if you have a character with zero range, and you have plus twos and pulse wave shown on the book, if they go to make pulse wave, can they actually do anything because they have zero range? And my answer, my ruling was yes, they would have two range on the, they would have a pulse wave that reaches two squares because you divide by zero. (laughs) Yeah, you have zero. You divide it in half. It's still zero, and then you have the plus two, so it'd be a two. Yeah, I'm, and pretty, I'm about 99.9% sure that I'm right on that. That's ridiculous. Like, honestly, if you really think about how good that is with a lot of characters, because you can choose. Anyone who has a hammer to do the pulse wave, it gives you really easy setups for it. You could do it off a minion. You could do it off whoever. Yeah. Um, but me and Ricky's game, went, uh, it was a fun game. Um, my big goal all of these games was to find the character with Scotty's hammer and get rid of it straight out. That was always my primary target each time because... I had a lot of invul, a lot of imperv on my team, Sans Black Widow. Um, Colossus and Tanneris were both really big characters, big hard hitters. I wanted to keep them good on dial. Um, so I, I always hunted for Scotty's first. Um, Ricky caught me doing it, kept his Scotty's back, and it, it led to a nice ending. It was a fun game. Scott did the same thing, but unfortunately I had Scotty's on Iron Fist, and he <laughs> rolled super senses. The Scotty's don't, or uh, Iron Fist don't care about no Scotty's. Yeah, me and Austin's game, I was like, Counting the square because somebody did that to me on the second round. They they put their or on the first round they put the perplex on their movement so that they could get a plus two movement from the book and the perplex. And I was like, Austin could do that with Colossus or there was one other guy you could do it with Tanneris too. Yeah, but I was like, it would be so stupid um, be put Colossus. because then Colossus would be stuck over there <laughs> and I could swarm him and then take him out and that's. He's trading a 200-point character with two hammers on it. Or no, I think he only had one I only had one hammer on him at the time. He's trading his best 200-point character for my 150-point character. I was like, he won't do that. And so I clear him past turn, and then, boom, here comes Colossus. And, and uh, one-shot Skurn. Yeah, and so he took out Skurn, and he was a sitting duck. And so I went to charge Flurry, and what do you know, Hunter can't roll his fucking die. <laughs> I, See, what I, what I think I, I made four attacks and hit one, I think. <laughs> See, the thing was, I didn't know how that Titania's dial was. Because I charged the first time with Colossus, of course, and I blasted her down dial, and she was on her revert click. I knew she only had, like, two clicks left or something. And I had the option to charge way south and out of Spider-Man's range and hit somebody else, which would have made Colossus more safe. So I was kind of scared about that, because I didn't want you to revert Skurn into a really good Titania click or something like that, because I wasn't sure where she'd come in on. So I was like, I'll finish her off. Um, I have shape change. I have imperv. Maybe I can handle it for the time being. And I have steel energy. Um, so you charge. You flurried. You missed. Um. <laughs> and another reason I wasn't worried is because I had an, uh, an outwit too. I had sin on the on the backside who who was able to outwit you if you wanted. Yeah, and see, I only dropped six hammers. So I was like, well, I'll just outwit. Spider-Man yeah. will charge Flurry, and then boom. Yeah, if you haven't played your month six yeah. yet, make sure you get seven hammers out because when. 
the book the book gives outwit now at a lot of clicks and it's really good like you're gonna get outwitted from places from anywhere really yeah and it really will screw you up a lot of times and i honestly that's my biggest mistake against you is not getting that seventh hammer out because you you act like you lost <laughs> well it, i i should have honestly had hunter hit his rolls i, I still almost been. somehow won even though i Landed yeah. four attacks the whole damn game. I, I made a lot of mistakes against him. That was how um, my game against Drake was. It was really, really rough. So Austin ended up uh, winning overall by one point and uh, taking the serpent. And our mighty, yeah, our mighty team won the uh, nulls. We actually had a tie for the third place on the nulls, so I had them do a roll off. The um, first two were so clear, isn't that right, Austin? Yeah, yeah you guys had a lot of points. Well, I mean, you get a lot of points just for showing up, yeah. too. Not that you guys are bad. I mean, you guys had, <laughs> you guys had a ton of points, but I I'm just saying, like, like um, even if even if there was a mighty player who would have lost every single round, just from showing up every... If they had shown up every month, they would have easily gotten third, place, third place at, yeah. our, at our venue. Um, Thursday, Phil and I played some pickup games. Oh, uh, the first, the first, we were playing kind of crappy teams. One, uh, the first one, I I played um, some of the Batman sixty six villains. They're not bad. They are, you know, at, at face value, I kind of laughed at him. Uh, he was playing the, the kick ass heroes, and um, let me see who all I had. I had the Catwoman, the that zero zero nine. Now good. I knew, I already knew she was pretty solid. Egghead was not bad at all. Um, he has mind control, and he has uh, outwit and perplex, and a possibility of getting prop control. So that alone, fifty-five points in a casual game is pretty good. Did you run Mad Hatter? I didn't because I didn't run Mad Hatter, Freeze, or Joker, um, mainly because Mad Hatter and Freeze actually look pretty legit. I'm gonna run them on a regular team and see yeah, how. Mad, they do. Mad Hatter's really good. Um, I ran the Penguin, who I kind of built my team around. He has a running shot and a special attack power that is very good. See, I felt bad because when we did the meteor shower, the guy um, the guy I was up against first round had all the 66 characters, and you hit his penguin with, like, every freaking meteor by accident. This penguin's uh, 75 points. He has running shot and attack power. His attack power is when he resolves the ranged combat action, place a zap token on his card, give the penguin a free action, and remove a zap token to choose a standard attack power. He can use that power this turn. And he has that wit. So, I was keeping... I had two Joker thugs from Batman, the really good ones. Yeah. Kept them with him to mastermind to. And he was able... I mean, he. I had like five tokens on his card at one time. And it's just like, does they have super senses? Choose precision strike. Running shot. Boom. Hit. And then place another token on the card. So, basically, you use the token, but then you get the token right back if after it's over. Um, do they have toughness? I just psychic blast. Like, it was just so nice. Um, he based me one time. I chose blades. Hit yeah. him with blades. Nice. So it was really nice because uh, it's just standard attack power. It doesn't have to be you know psychic blast or ranged powers. It's just attack powers. He was very good. I was pretty happy with him afterwards. Uh, I used bookworm. Bookworm himself. He does have. He's a forty-five point out witter basically. Like but that out. that freaking bookcase was so useful. Yep. I. Because he, you can give him a power action to drop it wherever you want. So about a few turns into the fight, we kind of conglomerated in the middle and we were duking it out. I dropped the bookcase right on in the middle of all my guys. And now all my Joker thugs my Joker thugs and Penguin all had enhance, or, uh, Empower. 
and now my guys are dealing like three damage exploit instead of two or one. Nice. It was really nice. Yeah, um, I can't wait to use that bookcase. Yeah, I'm going to use it just in constructed period. Yeah, same. I also use King Tut, who I thought was going to be my weakest link. I'll tell you why this piece kind of sucks at face value, his powers and numbers. Mm-hmm. If you look at him, sidestep, um, the Sphinx marker thing, toughness and prop control. It's, it, not horrible, but for 65 points, there's a lot better pieces. His death trap is by far the best bonus in the whole entire set. Listen to his death trap uh, bonus. King Tuck can use elaborate death trap ability, and when a character on this card uses death trap, escape death trap, roll 4d6. The bonus is equal to half the result. 4d6. But coming from you, Hunter, that means that like it would be so I rolled, two. Okay, so he rolls 4d6. Let's say an average is a 3 on each one. That's 12. That's 6. Plus, you're getting to roll 1d6 already. So that's just your bonus. Yeah. So you get, let's say you roll a 3 on your 1d6. That's a plus 9. And they get to, they only get to roll 2. So they have to roll a 10 or higher on average to get out of your death trap. And the thing is, when they try to get out of your death trap, they take damage if they fail. Yeah. So they're, I captured um, I captured Battle Guy with Egghead. He killed himself trying to get out. <laughs> I captured uh, Hit Girl, which was his best character, with King Tut, and he tried to get out one time, and that and that bonus was just ridiculous. I rolled crappy, and I he still took three damage from trying to get out, and he didn't try it anymore. Tex, he would have killed her. So Death Trap's actually pretty legit. Um, it sucks that you can't charge and do it because it's a power action, but it's nice because if they rush in on you and pop you, if they don't kill you, and you can hit that Death Trap roll, it's pretty useful. Um, that's why King Tut sucks those because his bonus is freaking nuts. Um, Man, just imagine if you hit all sixes, they're just not getting out. <laughs> well, not only that, they're gonna take or it, there's a maximum on how much damage they can take five, but still five damage. <laughs> get out of here. Five unavoidable or just five damage? Uh, they get to use their defense power. So if they have involved, they'll yeah, get, they'll take three. Still three damage. I know. It's really nice. Um, so yeah. I guess that the death trap ability is a little bit better than I had thought Especially it was. Especially the sidestep where you can sidestep over. And yeah, that's what I did for Anna on Hit Girl. And then whenever he was basing me to try to hit me and kill me and get Hit Girl back, I would just sidestep away at the beginning and prob it if I missed the breakaway. Yeah. So it was nice. <clears throat> um, our last game, he played the Mutations and Monsters X-Men team, which are very old and pretty crappy. Yeah, but I played the even more crappy... Um, Hellboy team, the BPRD set. Oh my gosh! And I had a four hundred. He thought we were playing three hundred, yeah. and I had four hundred points. So I was at a one hundred point advantage and still lost with these guys. They're That's bad. how bad they are. Um, they were fun though. It's nice using those characters just because I love them so much. Hit uh, Hellboy's not too shabby. Um, I blasted. I think I one shot Cyclops with him, just freaking cut his head off. Uh, There's somebody else who was pretty good. Hellbaby's not bad. He's only 30 points. He has shape change, so he's not bad type. He has leap climb shape change. Um, and Abe Sapien's pretty good, too. Abe's good? Yeah. He's not... Well, he, I, I definitely don't want to use the word good. Okay. Because... <laughs> it's very subjective. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as compared to the rest of them, he's not too bad. He has He's 50 points, 
and he's six clicks of tie-up, and he gets perplexed. He's not terrible. And the thing is, all these guys are wild cards, but when you're playing them together, they don't have anything to wild card <laughs> off of. So. so they're still just the I got the crap kicked out of me by the uh, mutations in Monsters X-Men. And actually, that beast... Let me see if I can find yeah, him. Yeah, he's actually... That beast is pretty good, because he has... beast is a beast, you'd say? Yeah. Here's a... I would play this guy even in modern. 50 yeah. points... He has a special movement. He can use charge and leap climb. When using charge, he breaks away automatically and can continue the rest of his halved movement after making the attack. So it kind of has a little mini hypersonic type That's deal. Awesome. Yeah, nice. he's pretty good. And he has super senses and reflexes on like all the clicks. He's only 50 points, so and he gets flurry his last Is two clicks. Is that three damage in dial? Twos and threes. So he's not amazing, but he's definitely not bad. And his sculpt is really cool, too. It's classic beast. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not furry beast boy or beast. So, anyways, those are some fun games. Uh, we already talked about just the tip, so we're gonna move straight into our main topic, which is the realms opens open championship. Now, if you guys aren't, this is the main reason I wanted Phil on today because Phil knows about twice as much about about this as I do. Yeah. But um, the realms open championship. I don't know if people out there are are too familiar with the kind of setup that this is. This is very similar to the Magic Opens that they have, yep. the qualifier. Actually, it's pretty it's much... It's through the, TCG player. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is the same thing, pretty much. Um, basically, how this works is you have a points system, and each venue, I mean, your local venue, can host their own Realms Open event, and everyone who shows up earns points based on how well they place. And you use those points to try to qualify for the major events in the Realms Open Championship. So let's, just as an example, let's say they have five quali- five um, quote-unquote qualifiers, you know, rel- rock uh, qualifiers. You have to show up to your local events, get enough points, earn enough points to then get accepted to play in the qualifiers. And then if you place well enough at those qualifiers, then you'll get placed into the championship. Yeah. Now... That sounds like a lot of work, but the prizes are amazing at the actual uh, Dragon Con, which is kind of the whole championship. Once you get, if you can get that far, um, not only are they giving out tons of con exclusives and other prizes, but there's fifteen thousand dollars in cash that's going to go to players at Dragon Con uh, in addition to the prizes. So not just fifteen thousand dollars worth; you're getting the cons plus fifteen thousand. So. Uh, Pretty dang good for some hero clicks. I mean, it's not all going to one person. It's going, you know, across the prize. I like the mini but. venue prizes too. They're giving out yeah. a maps on a like play mat to, uh, material. Um, they're giving out dice. They're giving out tokens. All that stuff. So, like Austin said, this is um, HG Realms partnered with TCGPlayer.com, which if you guys don't know is is a big website mainly for magic. card games especially magic we'll give in the name but um they're they do sell clicks and uh they're moving into clicks a little bit more uh there's different size tourneys like i said there's the major qualifiers all the way down to the little local events that you could host at your own venue um there's uh different prize packages that basically you would purchase from the the realms open championship company uh, you can go to tcgplayer.com to get more information on how to get your store involved. But basically, <clears throat> your venue buys a kit of prizes, and the kit will have not only all your prizes, but it'll have directions on how to award points, 
what the basic suggested rules are for the builds. All basically any information you're going to need on how to run it for your venue. And at like I said, as you place certain, however well you place, that equals how many points you get. And you're going to get one. You're going to get points just for showing up. So you may, I mean, if you place well enough at your local one, if you win or maybe even get second, you may earn enough points to that would be enough to get into one of the major qualifiers. Yeah. But if not, you could play at yours, travel 30, 45 minutes away, play in another one in, you know, around yeah. the area and get enough points. So even you wouldn't necessarily have to get first place in one. To yeah, so like around here, dugout could run it and GP, and we could earn points at both. Right. Yeah. Uh, you... You will need a decent amount of players to get involved in this, or you don't need... I mean, you could have two players if you wanted to do it, but the thing is you're going to have to buy the prize packages to get entered, and they're a little expensive. Yeah. But they have a lot of stuff in them. And I'll pull up the the prizes that are in there, but um, there's custom action chip tokens. Which I like the HC Realms ones on there. Really. They're not as sexy as mine, but they're pretty nice. I it's, don't know. Says, uh, they have the ROC logo on one side, TCGplayer.com on the other side, and then the HC Realms logo on a, on a different version. There's ROC dice, hat. Um, the cool thing is, is the, actually the maps. There's four different maps. They're made on a kind of the same material that mouse pads are made out of, yep. the soft cushion playmat type style that i like a lot and um yeah i've been I'll, hunting i've been trying to find somewhere around here that has uh that prints mouse pads to see if they'll print me yeah print me some maps these are made by the grid reality guys who make really good maps i have um actually all i think all of them that they've ever made like the park and uh yeah, yeah and the, looking at these maps these are some cool maps honestly like i want to play these uh they make they do good stuff and actually the main guy who makes these uh is one of the main guys who makes the maps for WizKids, too. So it's kind oh, of... Really? Yeah, it's the same guy. Uh, it's actually the same guy who does Clicks Guess, yeah. the host. Oh. Um, you earn a TCG player points, too, which can be spent on stuff. Right. You'll you'll earn points that can be spent on the website on TCGplayer.com. So you get a lot of stuff in your prize package, but you're going to have to shell out some money to get that for your players. Um, if you want to do a buy-in at the event, that's pretty much how you're going to have to yeah. do it if you want to get your money back unless your your store owner wants to put out that much money but i mean you could do a five to ten dollar entry fee depending on how many people you have and then cover the cost of the the prize kit i'm kind of hoping this blows up like this gets huge because I mean, <coughs> this is cool and this is kind of what we want well this is one step closer yeah to getting clicks into the not i don't want to use the word mainstream but just kind of into the gaming into a light. Well, because, like, Worlds and stuff right now, part of the reason Worlds is so clunky when it's run, not just because it's run by WizKids, but it's everyone can show up and everyone that shows Shots up... Shots fired. Shots fired. Every, everyone that shows up is instantly in. There's no... Um, the infrastructure doesn't handle it well. With this system, you're at least narrowing down people on a local level before you determine who can play. And I think that's going to do a lot better in the long run. And that's how most tournaments are run. I mean, like, it's not a everyone in. They do all the steps at once at Gen Con. Well, they do. You're right uh, as far as at Gen Con anybody can show up and play. They do at least um, advance you automatically if you place very well. Like, if you place at Dragon Con, you're oh, already, you already go to day two. Okay. You don't have to qualify through your... Like, you know how at Gen Con in... 
worlds, you have to qual you have to do so yeah. well to qualify. You basically get placed already. You don't have to qualify. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If they if they had a system like this where local venues you had to qualify, then it's one less step they have to do at Gen Con. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying there is something sort of in place yeah. at Gen Con that, that is a small stepping stone. But this is outright doing exactly yeah, what and you're talking what's about. awesome about this too is since it's at a local level it also means if you're going to just play in worlds it's not you lose day one you're out you actually know you're going to be in worlds and you're getting prizes just for participating too yeah and uh and some pretty nice prizes as far as the poker chips and the maps and everything i want to get my hands on one or two of those maps oh i definitely want the maps um <clears throat> so if you want to get your your uh, venue involved you can go on to hcrealms.com and there's a tab at the across the top. It's right between the forums and the units. It says ROC. You can also go to TCG Player, and uh, there's a, a link I think on the main page for HeroClick. So, like we were saying, this is this is a good sign. It's even just getting the word HeroClicks kind of in the ear of people who play other major games like Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, getting them slightly interested, maybe pulling a few over. You know, getting getting some more, just getting the word out about the game. This yeah. is a good step in the right direction. This is something that's, I mean, Dragon Con has been in place for a while, but this is something that gets everybody, you know, stores across the country involved in this. So, I, I do suggest you guys, if if you have the the means to do this, if you have enough players to cover this, like Game Preserve does, we're gonna we're in the works right now, trying to get it to. Um, get it in place at Game Preserve Phyllis. Um, if you have the means to do it, I suggest you 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 do it, give it a try, and maybe, I mean, it, it can grow, it can get attention drawn to your venue. Oh, I yeah, mean, definitely. Yeah. For sure. And, and not only that, like, all of the venues are listed on the Realms um, site, so even if there could be players in your area that don't even know about your store. I mean, we played clicks for almost a year without knowing that anyone around here that played. there was a couple stores in the area that yeah. didn't play and then even on that Facebook group I've seen three or four stores within about a 30 minute radius that I've n- never even knew existed or knew played click so you know even just participating in this and getting your name your store's name listed on the list of events you know qualifiers on TCG player that's a huge website I mean that could get that could pull in a few more players you know, weekly players for you and too. See, and the other thing is, this gives those competitive meta players a place to actually get it out of their system to practice. Because, like as we said, you don't want to bring the meta stuff every single week. Yeah. Um, it'll be nice to have tournaments where you can go break out the meta once in a while. You can break out the team bases. You can play that kind of stuff um, and get get it out of your system so you can just play casually at the other events. Yep, that's a good point too. Uh, we're moving to community. We had the. Dial design has come to a close, like we said. Did we announce the winner? Um, no, because we, we didn't because we had Wednesday. to get our yeah, scores together. Wednesday. Yeah, we and got someone our. Someone was slacking, not going to point any fingers. Not going to point any elbows or anything. Uh, but right one of us was slow. Nah, we're just joking. Um, <clears throat> we got the grades uh, posted up on the forum for HC Realms. The winner was Ren O'Con, who was in. He was in first place. Uh, at the end of the three rounds, but our friend Captain Hammer, who is a local player, uh, he was what like four points behind, I think. One point. 
No, I mean not uh, not on the on after the first three rounds. He was like maybe four point three or four yeah. points behind. But he did his teammates was very good, and um, he almost took he almost came from behind and took this one. He lost by one point, and third place was only one point behind him. So we had a really close. Yeah, I mean was, we had one, two, three, four, five. The top five. Our top six placers are all within five points of each other, so it's pretty some pretty close competition here. Uh, and his team was the Alpha Flight, so Alpha Flight took first. Uh, the Modern Cable and X Force took second, and Sinister Syndicate or sorry, um, Zombie Faces team. Who was Zombie Face? I can't uh, remember. Thor Trinity. That's Thor. right, Trinity of Thor. Dude, uh, uh, this contest was just this was so hard to judge. Like it, I yeah, spent it really hours was. judging crap. I really liked as far as the team bases. Uh, my favorites were... I like the, the Trinity of Thor, although it was kind of broken. I liked the Cable and the X-Force, but honestly, my favorite was We Are Venom's uh, yeah, the Sinister Sinister. Oh, yeah, that one was awesome. I liked the the ability that, that the they had. The way it played off Solo yeah. Adventure. Yeah, it's kind of a way to get around, you know, Solo Adventure without it being retardedly good. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, like, overall, like, honestly, all the team bases were, almost all the team bases were really good. Um, it was really hard for me to choose and assign scores for it. So, that was the end of October, but I need to give out the first assignment for November, and I have absolutely no idea what I want to do. Make us a teen figure. A teen figure? Teen. One with the teen keyword. That's pretty open-ended. Yeah, I know, but come on, you might get your static you love so Let me think. Mm, I don't want to do Teen Titans, because we just had Teen Titans. Who's a group that is, that is teenagers? Oh! I got it. Okay. We've got Avengers Arena on one side. Who is a DC group of teens that we could do for the other one? Ravagers? Well, we just got Ravagers. How about, how about Legion of Superheroes? We haven't seen yeah. their dials yet. Yeah, ahead of time. Let's see what some people think Legion of Superheroes characters might end up like. All right. Well, that was easy enough. All right. So, November's week one assignment is going to be submit a dial for either, this totally your choice, if you're a DC fan, you got an option. If you're a Marvel fan, you got an option. Either submit a dial representing a member of the Legion of Superheroes, any era, it's totally up to you, or a submit a dial representing a figure from Avengers Arena and that, or sorry, Avengers um, Academy or Avengers Arena. It used to be called Academy when it first started. That was my favorite. Personally, I like that run better than I do the current one. Yeah, I'm enjoying Academy. Uh, a lot. But you can do any figure from any character from Avengers Academy or Avengers Arena, which are, like I said, the same thing, just different name for the new version of the book. Yeah, and there's some characters from Academy that I'm really looking forward to seeing because, like, they haven't been done in clicks. Have they? And give them the teen keyword. Just to throw. No, you, uh, a lot of them haven't, as far as Avengers I was Arena. X23 has, of course. Um, Bloodstone hasn't, but his sister Elsa has. Uh, Dark that version of Darkhawk hasn't been made yet. Uh, who else? It's been uh, Namorita or not Namorita? Uh, what's her face? The Atlantean chick hasn't been made. So yeah, so, so pretty we're much qualifying them. them if they don't put team keyword right. Yeah. Disqualify. There you go. And we'll only <laughs> mention it on the podcast. on the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, best build. We just picked our teams about five minutes before the podcast started. Had to rock, I had to flip a coin. Yeah, the uh, build total is 400 points, modern age kings. One figure on your team that is 99 points or less is chosen as your king. The king gets charge, super senses, exploit weakness, and willpower. The king is worth double victory points when you defeat him. 
There's no resources, relics, vehicles, colossals, horde tokens, or team bases. It was due by this Saturday because we're going to be playing it next Saturday, and we'll talk about it on the podcast next week and how our teams did. Uh, Austin and Drew both wanted the same team, so I took one of my poker chips. Austin was Iron Man, Drew was Punisher, and it was Drew. So Drew picked the Obnoxio team, which is submitted from one way uh, from HC Realms. Obnoxios is king. Got the Galactic Guardians 034 Super Scroll with the Scroll ATA. Fast Forces Bizarro and Fast Forces Alfred Pennyworth. It is the most random that team. Is, I was going to say. It's awesome. That though. is one very random team. Those are the most Skittles dials there are in this game. Austin apparently wanted it too, though. Probably just because of Obnoxio. Yeah, Obnoxio I wanted to play really bad. Austin chose uh, Funkenstein PhD's team, also from Realms. And that's a local player. Uh, yeah, I saw I that Iceman on there. Yeah, I actually, this was the team I wanted as well, but Austin <laughs> got to go second, so I'll, I'll let him take it from me. Uh, the King is Beast from the team base, the the newest one, and the Iceman from the team base is also on this team. 002 Colossus from Wolverine X-Men and Dr. Druid. MVP so it's a, of the 2013 Gen Con Battle Royals. Yeah. <laughs> He's, this is a Defenders uh, theme team. And oh, there is yeah, and then heroic Avengers ATA on all the Anna Beast and Druid. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty good team. I wanted that one too. Uh, I ended up going with uh, Big KR88, who actually he submitted questions and talked to us before. Uh, he's from Reddit, and his team has Mainset Cyclops as the king, Rogue from the team base, and Hope Summers and Legion. Those are all. Four pieces I've been wanting to play really bad, and it looked like a pretty solid team, too, so I chose that yeah, one. Yeah, that was another team I was looking at if I didn't get this one. We had uh, 20 to 30 submit. looks like about 25 submissions. So thanks, everybody, for submitting, and uh, there were a lot of cool teams here. Not really any dupes this week, which is good, because that, last, yeah, that time, <laughs> last time we had tons of It was kind of limited, team. though. I mean, yeah. this is a bit more wide The open. only dupe team we had this time was uh, Hobgoblin Prime, Silver Samurai, Colleen Wing, and Daredevil. Which is a stupid good team. That, yeah, I liked that one too. Yeah, I wasn't going to pick that because I've already played a hand team before. I was, I would have picked it had I not just played that Hobgoblin Prime and that Silver Samurai recently. Um, but again, thanks for submitting everybody, and we will be playing them this week, and next week we'll have your results. 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 We're going to move a community question this week I gave out was... Oh wait, that's the old one. Oh crap! Where's your paperwork, Hunter? Find <sighs> Everyone's going to. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, derp! I'm such a derp. The community question was: What is your favorite modern-aged ranged attacker? Modern-aged ranged attacker. What do you like, boys? If I say Iron Man, are you picture you're gonna hit me? No, because that's <laughs> a damn good one. I didn't, you know, stipulate how many points that'd be. Just your favorite, and not the best either. Just your favorite, your favorite. That, modern that's my personal player. favorite. The ability to hit non-adjacents while based, um, sharpshooter so it ignores characters, energy shield at range, duo attack, all, and one of the attacks can be freaking an action. Yeah. I mean, like they're just the quintessential. My favorite. all we're just gonna say is that you're a terrible person for picking that one. I mean, that's all we're gonna say for playing it too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, three of them. Let me check out my cool team I designed. It's just the same shit over and over again. Aren't I special? God, someone's salty. It's almost as hard of a team to build as 10 zombies and 12 carriers. <laughs> that was a fun team. Hey, that was a really thoughtful team, too. Um, what do you like, Drew? Mr. Freeze. 
Ooh, that's a good one that I don't think anybody submitted. Yeah, that is a good one. I like Mr. Freeze, too. I forgot about Honestly, I forgot about him. When Batman was first announced, we went over that freeze and talked about how ridiculous he was. And then, like, he just kind of faded from existence. I didn't really know. I wanted to say Phantom X, but, again, I haven't got to play him yet. (laughs) So, I'm going to go with um, New 52 Green Arrow. Because yeah, I love the character. God, we know how him. much damage you did with him. I, well, I love the character. I love him individually, and I just like his dial too. And he got so much better with the with the bumps to uh, energy to explosion. energy explosion and range combat expert, and his trait coupled in with that. He's just so good. He's just so um, good. As overall, I think the most an- the most common answer See, we got was Hawkeye. Hawkeye, which I expected, of course. Um, but a couple people did say the Iron Patriot duo. A couple people said Green Arrow. Um, Fear itself, Hawkeye. Some that Master Mold was thrown there. I didn't even think about that, but you know, whatever. Uh, David Kane. Oh, he is a good range attacker. I though. love David Kane. Uh, Master Mold does have a lot of range combat expert and um, psychic David blast. Kane's really good. David Kane's sick. I like David Kane Automatopia together. Like that's a good range duo. Uh, those we got a, quite a few answers of of Phantom X, but. Yeah, so Hawkeye was the number one answer, but we kind of, kind of expected that one. Uh, he's just so good, he's and he's so versatile. Being a wild card, being having thunderbolts, he doesn't need both of those whiz kids. You didn't have to. <laughs> That's what I was laughing about. You don't need that the many options. Has it too. He has yeah. and wild card. Like just that many options on such a good piece already. He's just nuts. Uh, moving into the comic section again, we're going to talk about. Deadpool Marvel Now, which we had sort of mentioned but didn't go into extreme detail about because I didn't want to spoil anything for you guys. So now that you guys have seen the Dead Press Presidents arc. Uh, I finished that arc. Um, it was There were some lines in there that had me rolling. I mean, like, some of the crap that the Presidents say where they're like parodies of themselves pretty much. Yeah, exactly. I love freaking when... Uh, Taft. Yeah, Ta- Taft <laughs> is the greatest. I don't care about anything else in there. Austin uh, Austin said on Facebook this morning that Taft needs to be his own... Uh, I was going to make a big Bertha conversion into Taft. Yeah, I was like, no, you need to make Taft in a bathtub as a vehicle. <laughs> um, I like the, the Marilyn Monroe thing that, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that Deadpool did. And Kennedy's like, wait, that wasn't there last time. <laughs> so, the premise for those who don't know, uh, Deadpool, or this... Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy who's a total nutcase. He's weird. Is messing with this book that he shouldn't be messing with and resurrects all of the presidents and S.H.I.E.L.D. is trying to shut it down. They hire Deadpool to help out because... Because they don't want to be out in the public about killing all the presidents. Well, and they they don't want everybody also to know that they were the ones who did it and, like Austin said, they don't want to be out shooting people, (laughs) shooting presidents and look bad, so they hire Deadpool to do it. Which is a pretty good little Deadpool story arc, yeah. you know. It, it yeah. makes sense, enough sense, and it sets up a funny, you know, little situation. Ben Franklin's hilarious, especially with uh, Doctor Strange. The, yeah, the ghost of Ben Franklin is basically Deadpool's kind of helper sidekick, yeah. and he, him and Deadpool have some hilarious interactions and, like, really funny historical, like, little fun fact things that you kind of hear, hear, you know, rumors about, like, get mentioned all the time. Like, Ben Franklin's a pervert. Yeah, like... <laughs> There's so many just funny moments. I love this book mainly because, like I said, the Deadpool is a hard character. It it feels weird saying it that he's a hard character to write, but he kind of is. Like he's a hard character to perf- to write well. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And, 
and I say that because there's been so many takes on him now, so many different people writing a series, and only a few of them have been exceptional. Or even good. You know, like, yeah. most of them are just pretty meh. Uh, they switched to a new creative team with uh, Dugan and Posehn on this new series, and not only the writing is awesome, and the art is awesome too. Yes, and the just the premise of the whole situation going on is just absolutely hilarious. And I was, I think that's the main reason I loved it so much is just because of the marked improvement it is over the past this recent Deadpool run uh, of Daniel Way. Nothing against Daniel Way, but it's just it just wasn't that good. And this is. This is, like, literally twice as good of a book. Yeah, this was... I mean, like... I love the the idea of it. Like, the, who the hell sat down and came up with this concept? Like, you, they had to have been drunk. Well, and then... And that's what makes it better. <laughs> there's another member of the story. Her, her name is Agent... Um, Preston. Preston, who is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She's a new character. She's not an established, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. member in comics or anything. And something happens at the end of this arc that basically is the premise behind the next arc. And the next arc is just as good as, as the Dead Presence. It doesn't have as many, of course, funny... like Yeah, I ended I ended at that. Funny trigger. quips, but it's it's really funny, too. It's, it definitely doesn't you know go down massively down in quality or anything. And Ben Franklin stays along, too. So yeah, you've got Ben Franklin yeah. and Preston. Uh, Preston becomes trapped in Deadpool's head, so instead of Deadpool's second voice being another version of him, it's Preston, and it's really, it's really, really funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's well done, and uh, I think you'll like. I think Austin, you'll enjoy it too. It'll be. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so highly suggested. Even if you're a new Deadpool, Deadpool is one of those things you just jump in and read at any time. You don't need to, you know, know his whole backstory. It's interesting to learn. You know, <laughs> I love when George Washington's kind of like breaking the fourth wall, insulting Deadpool, saying he's a second-rate character. He doesn't know why anyone <laughs> likes him, yeah. and he's so stupid. <laughs> like. The best issue is the one where he goes back in time and, you know, gets Tony Stark drinking again. Because oh, yeah, the no. demon in a bottle. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, modern Deadpool Marvel now, one of the best Deadpool books of all time. And uh, if you're a longtime Deadpool fan or never read any Deadpool, I think it it's a good, good book to pick up either way. I really want the Dead Presidents as clicks. A lot of people do. You know, when that, the Deadpool set... Got announced. That was like the number one thing I yeah, heard yeah, people yeah. say. Really, even not even established people. Uh, George Washington's a badass. I <laughs> want Ronald Reagan, and when he dies, he sprays jelly beans everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh! Or tapped in a bathtub. Tapped in a bathtub vehicle. Another okay. one. Another comic that we just all read that I wish Phil was here so he could chime in is oh, Infinity. Man. Oh man! Which we don't want to spoil. We won't spoil any major plot points or anything, but. That's shit, some, shit hits the fan. That's some heavy shit, Doc. I mean, a lot of stuff we I already talked about. I didn't specifically mention what happens with Thor, but it's one of the coolest yeah. Thor moments. Uh, I had like my thing with it was it was pulling a Hickman on me. Everything was kind of slow at the time. Like stuff was happening, but nothing like major. And I knew big stuff was going to go down eventually. I was kind of getting bored waiting for it. And then like I wasn't expecting so much big stuff to go down so rapidly. And, like, it was big thing, big thing, big... And it was awesome. Like, I, I loved it. Issues 1 to 2 were kind of slow. Um, but when 3 to 4 kicked in and 5, holy crap. And the tie-ins have been really good, too. The I haven't read any, but... Avengers and New Avengers are 
Well, they're, you they're have almost required. Read, yeah, yeah. Uh, vendors and new vendors are literally part of the story. Um, the Thunderbolts uh, tie-in was terrible. I think we've been over that like five times yeah. now. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy tie-ins are pretty good. You you don't have to read them as far as to get, you know, keep up with the main story, but they're pretty solid. But you have to read Avengers and New Avengers because they literally are just continuations of the story. Um, and I'm happy because it's kind of resolving the plot lines of both of those, too. Because Avengers had the whole thing with Ex Nihilio and all that, and it's yeah. kind of wrapping that up. And then it's also resolving the whole multi-world collision thing with New Avengers, and it's explaining it all. sure is. And that's just a Hickman thing, too. Yeah. And some of these things... Cosmic-wise, he's planned, he planted back in the Fantastic Four days. I know, that's what's crazy about this, is you see so much, like, long-term. Um, like, I feel like Hickman's got a whole room of whiteboards, and he's been plotting this stuff since day one. Like a detective in a <laughs> yeah. crime movie? More like a psychotic serial killer plotting everything out. Um, it's just, it's fantastic. Phil and I have been talking, I think... Pun intended. We both said... <laughs> it's Hickman and it's fantastic. We both said that if it... If it finishes out, even it doesn't even have to finish out amazing. If it even just finishes out solid, it's going to be my favorite event storyline of all time. Uh, unless it just totally craps out at the end, which I don't think it will, because it's, it's got some. Good I don't know. Age of Ultron totally crapped out. At well, the that's end. true. I Age did. of Ultron <laughs> was kind of mud throughout the whole thing. I know? really enjoyed it at first. I, I liked it at first, but the first two issues of Age of Ultron, two or three, hooked. By the end, I was like, "This is." And I was so excited for it, too, being an Ultron fan, being a post-apocalyptic kind of fan, and time travel story fan. How did they mess that up so much? Well, I, they tried to do too much with it. They I feel like... I don't like it how was, short events I are. feel... Well, another thing, I feel like it was a reason. I feel like it was almost pushed by, like, yeah. Marvel heads. Like, this needs to happen so that we have an excuse to wrap all these different things across the Marvel Universe up. Yeah. An excuse that the that the time continuum gets ripped because of this. That's why ten different things are going to happen. That's why we can launch this all-new X-Men book and it be... And it actually makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And all these other books. Like, I feel like that one was forced. And I feel like Hickman's is one that they're letting him do whatever he wants. And that's why it's turned out so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... It's it's a must read for any Marvel fan, especially Marvel Cosmic fan. Marvel Cosmic fan, this is just like freaking the cream it's of like the crop. They're throwing everything in there for nostalgia, right? Cream now. being the key word. I mean, Gladiators in every issue, pretty he much. Is. Ronin's in pretty much every issue. He oh is. gosh, the accusers, buddy. Uh, the accusers. <laughs> freaking uh, uh, Super Scrolls in almost every yep. issue. It's just awesome. I love it. I'm actually really like... Like, I didn't know much about Super Squirrel. Like, I know who he is and stuff. I'm really liking him in it a lot, though. Like, I want to read more about him. He doesn't him. have a main role. It's just awesome to see him. Like I Yeah, he beats the crap out of everything. Well, like, when we first started talking about Infinity, I was just saying how awesome, as a long-time cosmic fan, it is to just see all the different races... All the different characters working together. You, will yeah. ne you would never think you'd ever see that in your life. But it makes sense with the storyline. I mean, the whole universe is going to... Yeah. They're all, uh, what's the word, what's the term? It's like, like the Annihilation Wave, where they're all, in, there's impending doom. Yeah. Oh, and I love how they release Annihilist, Annihilation Wave as a last-ditch yeah. effort, and it still doesn't work. Like, that just shows you the, gra the gravity I love, of I love the Annihilist quote when they're like, are you sure you can control this one? And he goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just do it anyways. And 
That I mean, just that shows you how big of a situation then, this really I is. I like it because it's, Wave barely phases it at all. It's two plot lines intertwined. You have the whole event with the builders and everything. Yeah. But you also have the whole Thanos story going on. Yeah, and it's it's with just awesome. And it's Thane. Oh, buddy. Well, now the builder issue is all but resolved, but the yeah. Thanos issue still causes big problems. And another great thing about this series is that it's introduced. He's he's written in new characters that fit perfect. That are really cool. Yeah. I'm almost you know, some of the builders need some. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Yeah, it, even these generic races like the builders and the Alphs. They the, need some love in, the, in the clicks and the creators. They're all really cool. Yeah, the builders are cool. See, I'm. Wizkid said that the event that follows for Marvel after War of the Light is going to be related to ABX. So I'm wondering if they might even go as far to do an Infinity event. Because that'll be at the end of this. It'll be next holiday. It'll be related to AVX. They said said AVX will lead into it. It'll be something um, like the actual comic event. But AVX caused Age of Ultron and Infinity, and they can't really do an Age of Ultron. I guess they could, but... It didn't really cause Infinity. Oh, yeah, true. It really didn't even cause Age of Ultron, really, if you think about it. Yeah. It didn't really cause anything. It was just stupid. It was pretty dumb. <laughs> oh, we're kind of, yeah. I mean, some people enjoyed that series. We did. Us three. Yeah. And Ricky. Uh, it really, was okay. Yeah, it wasn't horrible, but it was just another Marvel cash in, in my opinion. My biggest issue was just the art. Like, the art was just. Also, why does Xavier have to die? He's been back for three seconds. I know. You gotta kill him again? What, what the, the hell is your deal? deal? They'll bring back uh, they'll bring back Jean Grey watch and they'll kill her off again. It's just what they do. Jean is coming back. I can feel it in my body. They've been setting this up for a while. She's gotta come back. But that's just that's just so stupid. It's dumb. Why even bring him back? Why? At least do something like meaningful with the guy's the guy. in a wheelchair already. Yeah, you really gotta kick him when he's down? Yeah, they gotta kick him when he's, he's down. He's like, yeah, yeah. Back to life. He's like, look at me, I'm gonna head down to the bar and pick up some bitches. Like they brought him they brought him back to kill him so that way they could pull the whole uncanny Avengers. What happened with Red Skull? What happened? Uh well, it's behind the scenes. It's Okay, so it's still going on. Are you caught up with No I'm not. Okay. Because I know that they mentioned the red onslaught, and that's right. Well, and, but they basically have, he's going to be. I, I'm thinking he's going to become onslaught. Well, yeah. He already has Xavier's mind. Yeah, he's going to create onslaught. Well, that's pretty much what's going on. And we're getting into way too many books, way too many fast, way too fast. But uh, that's basically what's going on in Okanee Avengers is that King and the whole um, Horsemen are basically creating their way of solving what's going to happen in the future with on, with Red, that Red Skull's going to happen. And they're, it's kind of like, which evil do you really want? I mean, but honestly. Yeah the, yeah, the lesser of two evils. Yeah, it's kind of, and that's what the heroes are trying to decide. is like, what's the lesser of two evils? What Red Skull's about to do or what the horsemen we already know are going to do. So that's kind of the premise of that. But he's there. He's, I mean, okay, it's coming. Because I thought, It's like, mentioned. It doesn't show him, but it's mentioned repeatedly. Because it seemed like for, like, a while there, he just, they brought him in and he did all that crap. I was like, man, I'm loving this arc against Red Skull. And then no Red Skull, and I'm like, wait, where'd he go? So, um, we're going to talk about games today because, for one, a lot of stuff has come out, but for two, I actually played a comic-related game, which was the Marvel Lego Super Heroes mm-hmm. game. I've played a few of the Lego games. Um, I don't really like the gameplay of those games too much. It gets too repetitive, repetitive and They're like- kiddy. It's just not exciting. 
But I must say, I played uh, the DC one too. Um, Scribble Nuts. That's been a, no, not Scribble Nuts. Oh. The Lego game. It's been about six months, I think, since that one came out. That one was pretty solid. This one is by far the best one I've played. I mean, if I was a if I was eleven or twelve years old, this game would be like a heaven sin. Like this is the perfect gift for your twelve year old. Yeah. Christmas at Christmas, like this game is very good. It's just I don't like the game. It's just not your kind of game. The the presentation's nice. The the game the design is set up really well. Basically, in each um, level, there's this whole um, story that's set up that actually kind of makes sense. It's not super, you know confusing or anything because it's for kids but it sets up a, a interesting little storyline and the heroes are working together and in each level you go through you're going to have two to three characters that you're controlling together and when you're not con- but you only control one at a time and when you're not controlling the other one it's computer controlled yeah. but everybody has different things that they can do throughout the level that the other person can't so hulk can smash through big things he can bend bars he can do different things that are smash. You say. <laughs> he can do things that are oh, that are like designed in the level. Whereas Iron Man can like target multiple things and make them explode at the same time to bust through certain you know areas. Yeah. Or he's he's smart and he can build things. Like if you see a pile of the stackable Lego things, you, he can build things. You get Spider Man who has like the senses and he can sense where things are that you that you need. Like it's pretty cool. Um, like I said, if I was a kid, I'd be loving that game. As myself, I just kind of... I played the first two levels. I was like, it's pretty good, but I'm not going to sit here and play it's, this for yeah, 10 It's a collectible game. It's one of those games <laughs> that, like, you, there's so many things to unlock and stuff that it just... It's a time sink. But not a bad one. So it's I've only played... I've played three of the LEGO games, never finished any of them, but this was the best out of all of them. It, it looks nice, too, as far as graphic-wise. So I do recommend that to anybody who has kids or anybody who likes the Lego games. If you're a big fan of them, go ahead and pick it up. Um, um, we did our uh, Pokemon tournament last week. Yeah, it was, we um, did Pokemon X and Y, 1v1s, uh, Party of Six. We just round robin did it one-on-one. Um, uh, you had to have, there was no legendaries, no events, and you had to have at least two new XY Pokemon in your party. Uh, the rest could be whatever you wanted. It was fun. Like, it was I, fun. I legitimately enjoyed it. I don't it. care if I got beat down hard, but it's fun. We're going to be doing another one in about three, two or three weeks. Uh, it's going to be same except 2v2s. Uh, you, it'll be one person versus one person, but you'll have two Pokemon out, out, out on the field at the same time, which is how the current metagame is played for the last almost 10 years. Ever since 2v2 was in, created, that's been the metagame. Really? Yeah, it's all 2v2. Everything's 2v2. As far as nationals and worlds and everything, it's always 2v2. Um, that's what we're doing in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, but we won't have a stipulation on XY. You can use whatever you want. It doesn't matter. So that'd be, that was really fun, though. And uh, we're trying to get more people involved. Battlefield 4 came out. Oh, God, I've played that too much now. It's really good. Uh, the server issues are a bit off-putting. Um, yeah, I'm having computer issues, too. But it's not the game's fault. It's my computer's fault. Um, servers are having some problems. They got some of them fixed. Basically, uh, server crashes were really common in the first week, um, which kind of sucks because you only get your rewards if the game ends. Um, you don't really get them if you quit halfway. Um, but, oh my gosh, I'm loving, between the evolution stuff on each level, um, how many weapons and unlocks there are, like, People who whined about this being just Battlefield 3-2, like, they can shove it for all I care, because this literally is Battlefield 3-2. 
but it's a, there's just so much content and the boats dear god the boats <laughs> well i feel like the evolution thing adds up a, a new spectrum to the game that it's it strategy. really does change yeah it really is strategic and changes the way that it's played the rest of the stuff is kind of just a dish small additions you know you yeah. got there are a lot more weapons than there were and there are a lot more like you said little um uh, gadgets, gadda, and, gadgets and stuff. It takes longer to unlock things in each class, and I like that. And um, I like the fact you level each weapon type. You level each class, you level each weapon type, you level each specific weapon, and you level each um, each vehicle um, and all that crap, which is cool because if I want to progress and work on my SMGs, I can go play squad deathmatch and run around with an SMG the whole time. If I want to work on my tanks, I can go hop in conquest and grab a tank. Um, it's it's nice having options to mix it up when I'm bored with one thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's kind of what I like to do. Like I, I like to play two classes at at a time. And depending on the game, like right now I'm playing support and assault. And depending on the game, the size of the map or what game type I'm playing, I'll switch to one. And that way you don't get bored. You're constantly working on progress on something. Yeah. Or if you get bored with that, then you go, like you said, go play on a giant map and fly jets around and, and work on your jet progress. I think the biggest thing I do like about this one, though, I feel like the Battlefield team is really getting good at map design. Like, they were good with Battlefield 2 and 3, but Battlefield 4's maps are truly great. Like, they're varied, there's great cover, there's great spots. Um, there's a lot of strategy where you position yourself, um, what you're watching for. Um, Paracel Storm's got to be my favorite map by far. Like, it's just so... You know, uh, another great thing about the levels, to, speaking of that, is how many tiers of elevation yeah. that are happening. They're because, vertical levels now. Yeah, they're more vertical at, instead of... Uh, Halo level. Halo maps are awesome about that. They're, yeah, very, they're very vertical. vertical. Yeah. And a, a bad thing about Battlefield 3 was there were some maps where you had to cover so much distance, which you had tanks and stuff. Yeah. We had to cover so much horizontal distance, and it just there was made nothing for, in the process. It made for slow games because you'd spend half your time sprinting ar- yeah. around everywhere. Whereas this, there's always action going on, and there's always different, you know, on each level, and you can constantly be changing. Well, elevation. like the Shanghai map, one of my favorite points, like specific points, is on the Shanghai map. You have the metro station, where you can have tanks parked up above that cam cap from up above, but down below you have infantry fighting in the subway station and everything. And they can shoot up at the tanks, and they can shoot down. And it's just really cool how it all works, because it's it's a mix of, like... In Battlefield 3, it was like, this map is an infantry map, or this map is a vehicle map. In this, everything's a good mix. I feel like I can be on foot at some points. I can be on vehicles in these points. Um, on Parasol Storm, the main, like, central point that unlocks the gunship to fly around is the, uh... It's almost like a barracks, kind of, and it's got, like, trenches around it and everything, like... And, like, infantry are running around, and they're fighting each other, and you have boats launching in missiles and stuff, trying to take out cover for their allies. You have air support overhead. It's it's the epitome of what I love about Battlefield. It's the inner mix of everything. Yeah. And that's what really differentiated it. If I want infantry combat, I mean, Call of Duty's got infantry combat. But I want to see a mix of infantry and vehicles. You want to play as a, as a team member. And that's one thing I like about Battlefield way more than other shooter games, is when I play Battlefield... I don't really give two craps about my KDR. I'm actually more worried about my win ratio. It's more about helping your team win because, yeah. like you said, if you're in the if you're in the boats 
and you're trying to take out walls of buildings so that your other guys can take out where the enemies are hiding, like that's not netting you any points, yeah. but that's vastly helping your team. Yeah. There's little things like that that you can be doing throughout the game that don't really help and get you, per se, points, but they really help your team, and you have to be very tactical on yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I talked to you about that earlier with, uh, I run AA a lot. I don't get a lot of points for playing AA um, because there's it's kind of hard to score off that unless you directly destroy the, right. the vehicle you're shooting. But I'm providing a good service for my team because unhindered air vehicles are monsters. If there's a helicopter over a point and no one's shooting at it, it's taking out everything. So it's great to be out in a boat. I'm running stinger missiles on my boat. I'm shooting down helicopters over a point. And it also draws the attention of the other, like the air, the other team's air have to worry about you now. Yeah. And then they get shot down by, by your air. It's like. It's and, such a big And that's swing. the thing I like is the force multiplier of being a useful teammate in that game is so huge. If you provide one good service to your team, you're drastically affecting the outcome of the match. And I feel like it's also cool, I like Battlefield a little more at times because I feel like the community is more likely to thank you for doing something good. Like if I'm providing good air support and some guys, I, I have people that are like, oh, thanks for taking out that chopper, or thanks for doing that. And it's cool to see that, because in other games, you don't really get that kind of feel from, from the people you play with. Yeah. That field's always been my favorite shooter, the best. What have you been playing, Drew? Hearthstone. <laughs> Hearthstone is the game that everyone and their mother has been about to stab each other trying to get into the beta over. Yeah, I finally got in. Um, basically, it's like a WoW-based card game um, online thing, kind of like a Soul Forge. Like Soul oh, Forge. yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. I mean, it's Blizzard. They made it pretty well. It's got some bugs still. It's still in beta. But people seem pretty excited about it, and I, I like it. Yeah, there's a lot of people throwing money into it already. I, uh, I'm trying to get into the... I mean, I already backed the Hex Alpha a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I'm i trying to get in eventually because they're still going through the Alpha, so not everyone has their invites yet. But it seems pretty good. Yeah, I'm looking... Hex will be interesting. It's basically a magic MMO, which is why I'm pretty yeah. excited about it. Um, I don't know, other than that, I've just been reading a lot of comics. I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile. Dear God, I've spent too many hours in that game. Oh, speaking of comics, real quick, I finished Scalped, and it's pretty good. And it wraps up really well, too. I do recommend that. It's a uh, Jason Aaron book, and I've talked about it the last yeah. couple weeks. It's pretty good. It's a good read. And uh, it's only, I think, like 65, 70-ish issues long. So give it a try. Read the first six or so and see how you like it. And it does stay exciting. Actually, it gets, you know, way better as it goes. And, and it wraps up pretty nicely, too. A lot. Of, that's one thing I didn't like about 100 Bullets. It's, like, so amazing in the middle. Yeah. And then it wraps up, not horribly, but it, yeah. it leaves you wanting. Whereas Scalped, really, I really yeah. liked the way that Scalped wrapped up all the, the odds and ends. So, I, I enjoyed that book. I recommend it to everybody. That's going to be it for us this week. Uh, next week, our main topic is actually going to be one that was provided by one of our listeners. Ooh. And I thought it was a really good idea. We're going to talk about <clears throat> the 2013 PAC changes and our thoughts on them now that we've had a few months to play them and see them in action repeatedly. Spoiler alert, they're amazing. Yeah. We're going to go over each individually and, and give our thoughts good, bad, and, and how much... They truly do change the the flow of the game. Yeah, Looking I back like on, that anonymous yeah, that, listener who submitted that. I, I have the name somewhere. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give it out next week. I'll find the email. Thank you, but, uh, thank listener. you guys. <laughs> I I appreciate you guys giving us ideas like that. Um, 
like I said, if you want to contact us at Gmail, it's dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and um, Facebook. We are everywhere. Yeah, yeah you can't get away <laughs> we, from us. We each have our own individual Twitter accounts. But uh, if on Twitter we're dial H4, the number four, uh, Hero Clicks. Stupid but Twitter character limits. Send us uh, send us build i or uh, send us uh, just the tip ideas. Send us more main topic ideas that you want us to hear about, and uh, and uh, even just communicate, sending messages. I've gotten a lot of nice messages from you guys saying how much you like the the show, and, and we love you too. It's funny. I was I set up a trade with the guy on HC Realms. Let me see if I can pull up his message. Actually, since I'm right here, yeah, and. Uh, it's cool seeing that uh, that more that a lot of people are read are listening to the show because <laughs> I gave him my information to ship out the stuff, uh, ship out my clicks, and I gave him my name and address and everything. And he's like, "I just realized that you're the Dial H Hunter Smith. I just wanted to say that your podcast is awesome. It's one of the greatest hero clicks things going. Thanks for all the hard work. It's appreciated, David. Thanks, David. I mean, it's awesome. Our numbers have gone up on." Podbean. It, every week, um, they're yeah, every week. And it's really awesome. So keep spreading the word, guys. We appreciate you guys, and uh, that's why we do the community events and give you guys chances to win win little prizes and and stay in constant contact with us. That's really the reason that we're doing this. Honestly, is just try to grow clicks as a whole. You know, do our small little part, and if everybody we want to teach you grass, if everybody chips in a little bit and we can hopefully make this game get its get its eye in the public a lot more and that yeah. and the realms up in championship is a is another good little step in that direction yeah so that's awesome. talk to your uh store owners and your judges and see if there's any interest in your local venue doing that at any time but thanks again for joining us and we'll see you guys next week bye-bye later